0: This is Free Talk Live. It is your show, and you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free on the site. So enjoy those uh, on us, those other talk show hosts who want to charge you for accessing their website. Ours is free at freetalklive.com. Joining you as always, it's Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. And uh, you can join us again, freetalklive.com. We go right into your phone calls. That is the point of the show. We'll start with the amp line. Unscreened call. Who's this? Hello, you are on the air. Call, oops, I'm sorry. Let me unmute the call. Hey, that's my fault. Okay, but well, maybe they'll call back. 800-259-9231. There is a story that I just thought we had to start with tonight. Uh, Wayne, you mentioned it before the program, and it is the new level of uh, outrageous. I mean, I didn't think it would go this far. Uh, maybe I just underestimated
1: them. What are they doing, well, these feds? According to KCRA.com, from last week, a war veteran 50 years old uh, ...is stunned by a new deployment. What? 50? <laughs> uh, yes. A veteran who has been out of the military for 15 years... ...recently received his AARP card... ...was stunned when he received notice that he will be deployed to Iraq. The last time Paul Bandel, 50, saw combat was in the early 1990s during the Gulf War. Quote, I was kind of shocked not understanding what I was getting into... ...said Bandel, who lives in Nashville, Tennessee area. He's f- Here he's 50 years old getting his AARP card... And he's being redeployed with all these 18-year-olds, said Paul's wife, Linda. I can't understand, say, here we have this assignment for you stateside. Go do your training, said Paul Bandel. But, hey, here's a gun. Go back to the desert, is what they're really saying. Amazing. Involuntary recall, I guess, is what he had. And that allows the military, regardless of age or how long someone has been out of service to order vets back into active duty. Now, this is
0: new to me because we've been following uh, the various different ways the military has been grabbing people, and in the in the case of what they call stop-loss, holding them in the military. So the people that are currently in were stop lost, meaning they uh, were stopping their loss of soldiers because, well, it's kind of hard to get people to sign up for the military during wartime. People are dying. Uh, so the current soldiers were essentially being forced to stay in beyond their original terms of four years or six years or however long it was that they were supposed to be there. Then there was also the inactive ready reserves, which, as I understood it, was something that went on for a, a number of years past the uh, the military member's end date. So they had their date that their tour of duty or whatever it's called is over. But then for a period of years after that, they're in they're a member of the inactive ready reserves, which means they're pretty much totally free, but at any time they could be called back. And now you're telling me they have something called involuntary recall,
1: where there's just no limits. Is, am I understanding it correctly? It appears to be true, yes. He goes on to say his anger is not the word. I was more concerned about the financial impact it was going to do. My pay is probably cut in half, said Paul Bandel. Wow. Right now. You worked I, your whole <laughs>
0: life. He's 50 years old. He worked his whole adult life to get to where he is in whatever career he's chosen for himself. Well, and it's it, all it, just it made taken out his, away. His
2: whole adult life because he uh, he was in the military as, as early as the early 90s. So, But he's been out 15 years? Yeah yeah he's been
1: out 15 years he may he may have had a career and then actually put it aside for a while to go in the military who knows we may have got training who knows maybe they gave him his job training or college education after he got out but one of those
2: uh, one of the smart ways to do it if you're if you're going to do it and i don't recommend going in the military but if you're going to stay in 20 years then you get that uh you know that, that sweet little package where they give you money for the rest of your life mm. um and then people will go out and get careers after that and get a second pension and stuff um and you know it's it's not a it's, it's not a terrible idea that's right. But but. You know, he's
1: dusting off his old uniforms. Who knows if he still fits into them. And he's torn, of course, between his duty to his country and his obligations as a grandfather. I certainly never thought that I'd be going back there at this point in my life, said Paul Bandel. The last missile system the veteran was trained to operate is no longer used by the military. Yeah, no doubt. Calls to the Army and to the Pentagon about how many men and women in their 50s are being called back to duty was not returned last Wednesday. Almost no one
2: was carrying cell phones when this guy was last in the military. Yeah. I mean, uh, this compared is, to now, yeah. How yeah. different the world is. And he's going to be deployed overseas until t- 2010.
1: His wife plans to move Gosh. in with her elderly parents until his return.
2: You hear this? This, uh, the, the, I mean, this is so trying on his family that his wife, who's 50, I'm going to assume she's his contemporary, uh, who's 50, is moving back in with her parents. This is how they're uh, screwing with people's lives. Mm-hmm. It's just
0: absolutely amazing. I want to go to the phone phone calls here because actually we've got John listening to WIMS in Michigan City. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, John.
3: You kind of got to uh, uh, something I I thought of immediately. When this guy is going to try on his old uniform, you said it may not even fit. Don't these guys have to pass a physical, you know, to be deployed or to serve or anything or to be in? I say just lard up sit on the couch you're not going to be able to do
1: <laughs> not push-ups not necessarily there was a story from two days ago from the christian science monitor where they're saying to boost recruits the army's relaxing weight rules there's a waiver <laughs> program that allows overweight in less D's to get in shape after they sign up
3: well there's overweight and there's overweight you know what i mean yeah but uh it, it is outrageous and i'm glad that you're putting the spotlight on it
2: you oh, know, thank you for that. What if you um, just decided you? Uh, I mean, I, I don't know what your, um, you know, I don't know what the rules are or anything like that. But what if I just, you know, went down and did like three push-ups and said, I just can't do anymore. <laughs> Sorry, uh, I've, whew, yeah. I've. you'll
3: you'll still stop a bullet. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. That's, that's true. Still nice
0: and squishy. Uh, John, that's do you have right. any experience in the military?
3: No, I don't. Okay. I was uh, of military age in between conflicts.
2: Well, I'm
0: glad you called in tonight. I thank you for it. one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one 259 9231 is the number. What I'd like to hear from is somebody who actually has some military experience who can maybe fill us in on this, what they're calling uh, the involuntary recall. And I did a quick Google on this uh, terminology, and I found a story from back in 2006 where the Marines were facing what they called an involuntary recall. But they claim in the story it's only those who are in uh, the call effect will affect Marines in the individual-ready reserves which is, as I was explaining earlier, is a segment of the reserves that consists mainly of those who have left active duty
2: but still have time remaining on their eight-year military obligations. It, it may be that he had some kind of—we uh, don't know anything about this. I mean, it may yeah. be that uh, he, he signed some kind of special, you know, get-out-of-the-get-out-of-military-free card, and and it kept him on inactive ready reserves for a long time or something. We don't know. Maybe it certainly seems ominous to me. It's crazy that they're calling. They called back that 70-year-old doctor one time. Too. That was voluntary. That was not involuntary. They asked him, they asked him if he would come That's back correct. and he said yes. Okay. You know,
1: it just goes to show how desperate they're becoming to get enough recruits to go over there and, and fight no all these different wars and, and occupations around the world. And it, it also shows that we're not probably not very far off from some kind of redraft or so-called national service to fill in the ranks.
0: Well, they're going to need to do a draft if they want to start doing any kind of other war operations, don't you think? I mean, the, the military spread pretty damn thin at the moment. So if they want to start up an invasion of Iran or something like that, where are they going to get the troops from? They'd have to deploy them from other areas, obviously. Well, that's true, but they don't want
1: to pull their troops
0: out of other areas
1: either, right? Maybe, so they, maybe can... they will. Obama claims he's going to pull the troops out of
2: Iraq. Hmm. Well, time will tell, I suppose. Yeah, well, I can tell you, I, <laughs> here's where the lie comes in, because he's not going to pull all the troops out of Iraq, period. We have uh, troops in 131 nations around the world. We're not going to, you know, obviously there'll be some troops in some kind of uh, embassy role. I imagine you're still talking about five digits, but hopefully it'll be low five digits.
1: They also need 20,000 or more to stay in the United States in case there's any insurrection.
0: That's right. 20,000 troops are uh, planned to be in the, what is it, by 2011 in the United States? Something like that. By September 11th, 2011 or something. Uh, So all of this very ominous, very uh, concerning. And if you've got a little bit more experience actually in the military, maybe you know uh, others who have been involuntarily recalled. Is this the first is this 50-year-old the first to, uh, to go in? or And did he sign some sort of Individual Ready Reserve extension? Because from what I understand, and from according to cbsnews.com, uh, the Individual Ready Reserve members are obligated to report only one day per year, but can be involuntarily recalled to active duty. Uh, generally, Marines... Was this guy a Marine? I missed that point, Wayne. Uh,
1: it looks like he was in the Army. Regular and, Army. And there's huh. something here, too, that he didn't, he, wasn't, he didn't take official retirement. He just took a discharge at the time he left, so maybe that's why. Maybe there was so-called time left on his uh, uh, st- his contract. That's a crappy deal, man. Which, yes.
0: By the way, I'd like to point out the contract is one of those contracts that the government can just change any old time they want to. So it's not a real contract in that uh, you don't have the option to say, oh, no, no, you, I don't agree with those changes. They can just make the changes from top down, and you just have to live with them. More coming up. You can bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wade. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are totally free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. The features include the Shrine of Female Listeners. Dozens of ladies have sent us their validated photo to prove they listen to the show. Head over to shrine.freetalklive.com and see what it's all about. Free that Shrine. Got free talk live. Dot com. John Plaster talks about snipers, sniper history, and sniper training. And Mark Hatmaker tells all on grappling, martial arts, and his grueling workouts at paladinpodcast.com. Paladinpodcast.com is a service of Paladin Press, and you can browse over 900 books and DVDs on topics such as personal and financial freedom, Second Amendment issues, military history, self-defense, and more. Remember, that's
2: paladinpodcast.com. They update those every uh, couple few weeks, and so there's new ones there all the time. Cool. All
0: right, 800-259-9231. We continue here. I would still love to hear from somebody in the military or somebody who has military experience commenting on this in uh this <laughs> this involuntary recall which uh, just resulted in a 50-year-old man being called back into the service of the army out of nowhere. I mean, he has been he'd been out for 15 years. What is going on? Is this something brand new? Did they just all of a sudden rewrite the rules, or has this always been there? It's just they've never used it, or have they been using it all along and we just never noticed? 1-800-259-9231. We continue with your calls about whatever you want. That's the point of the show, so we'll go to Robert in Texas. Robert, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Wayne and Mark.
4: Yeah, good evening.
0: Hey, what's on your mind tonight?
4: Do you ever wish to push the wrong button?
0: Did I ever wish
4: that you didn't push the wrong button? I'm
0: not sure what you mean.
4: Yeah, but you took the wrong call this time.
0: Oh, okay. Who is this?
4: this it's Robert.
0: Oh, Rob, that's who I called it. uh called for Robert in Texas. Okay. Here you are. Is I'm it the wrong not button, Robert? I
4: reiterate on that any fourth. This what I wanted to tell folks, the the you listen to uh a, a lot of the uh you go freedom movement uh What's the color, the Patriot Movement? I don't know. And there's a lot of rhetoric bad about uh, President-elect Obama. But I think what you're having moving in the White House here in the next few days is the mob idea of the White House. You know, they're they're always – you know anything about how mobsters kept their books? Do tell. Huh?
0: Go ahead and tell us.
4: Uh, They kept two sets, one for – the public to see in a private set so i'm thinking what you'll have when you have this administration move in is is just for public consumption while i really believe the the shadow government that you always hear about that they're really going to go underground because you see all the money <clears throat> is is the impression is that they can't do nothing illegal anymore but they they they're going to show the public that they can. They're just going to go deeper underground with I'm
0: it. really confused about what you're saying here. They, they, they can't do anything illegal. It seems to me that everything the, the government them. does is uh, you know, a violation of their own rules.
4: Exactly. Well,
0: what do you mean I'm, that they're going to go underground? I don't really well, understand that. The,
4: the administration you're coming in is just for public consumption. I think there's going to be a whole separate set of gov- a government uh, organizations running this country.
0: What is the point of that? I, I don't really understand what you're getting at there. You're saying that, that that there's the government that everybody sees, and then there's some secret shadowy group of people that's actually, in point of fact, uh, making all the decisions, meeting in some underground bunker somewhere or Absolutely. something like that. Absolutely. And what's this, the point of that?
4: Well, the public is distracted by what's going on up there in Washington, and that's not this, that's not then their rights are slipping away.
0: But the Our rights are being taken minute. away out in the open. I mean, the police state is quite obviously out in the open and in everybody's face. So I'm not sure what's so underground about the loss of freedom. It's all pretty obvious sure, to me. Sure.
4: But I'm saying this distraction with all the faces and names you see up there in the White House is a bunch of bull. Those people are not running this country. Okay, I
0: see it. where you're coming from. The faces and names are certainly a distraction. The American people have been uh, snookered into believing that there's some sort of significant difference between George Bush or uh, between him and Obama uh, and or all, any of the other interchangeable politicians. I agree with you there. The political game is a distraction from the real issue, and the real issue isn't who's really running the the uh, the, the scene or behind the scenes. Means The real issue is people using uh, – wielding power over others. The real issue is people uh, endeavoring to control their neighbors. And it doesn't really matter to me who they all are. Uh, as they're revealed, we'll deal with them as uh, as is necessary. And I mean uh, – I don't mean in violent ways. I mean in peaceful ways. So go ahead sure. with your thoughts.
4: I, I would suggest that everyone don't be distracted by what they're calling the Woodstock of Washington, D.C. here in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, okay. the,
2: the inauguration. Thank you for the okay. advice,
1: and thank you for the call. 800-259-9231. Well, again, this gets back to the myth of so-called good government. You know, now these, the people who elected Obama, who, who voted for him, think, okay, we're going to have good government now. But the problem, <laughs> the problem is, and, and this takes me back, do you remember about five years ago, the Siegfried and Roy show out in Vegas when the white tiger mauled Roy, yeah. Roy, I believe Roy, it yeah. was, remember that? Now, this is a tiger that he raised from a kitten. Mm-hmm. And he knew it. He trained it. He worked with it every day. And all of a sudden it turns around and mauls him and he's lucky to be alive. Well, to me, that's the same thing as as, as the so-called idea of good government. Now, do you blame the tiger or do you blame him? Because the tiger was just doing what tigers do. Government's just doing what government and he, does. And he was trusting the tiger not to maul him. You see? But the tiger was doing what tigers do. Eating delicious gay guys. Well, now, anybody (laughs) who's been paying attention,
0: uh, those people that supported Obama, if they've been paying attention to what's Mm -hmm. going on even before the inauguration, many of them are already becoming disappointed in him. Because, Mark, you were mentioning before the show, it seems like it's a Republican administration.
2: Yeah, well, in, in a lot of ways uh he's, he's trying to uh, uh govern from a centrist point, uh, which is really what Bush attempted to do in a great deal of ways too yeah. so I, I I shudder to think what we're going you know what I shudder to think what we're going to get in any way. Yeah. it's all big government. All of these guys uh you know have never had real jobs. they've all either worked in academia or ran businesses into the ground in Bush's case. you know they they haven't actually produced anything of value mm-hmm. for the marketplace. Now, I'm not saying of value. I guess I, I should retract that. They have produced things of value. However, they have not produced things and sold them at value because they've worked for the government.
1: I'm astounded at how many Clinton retreads he's he's uh, hiring. You know, and He's bringing
0: in some Republicans, holding some Republicans on, too, and that's yes, really like, taking like off the Gates,
1: progressives. Yeah, the, the defense secretary. I mean, a lot of progressives are upset about the war. Well, you're going to have the same defense secretary who believes in all the same stuff. So how's that change? That that's changed. You change some faces, but doesn't mean you have reform. Didn't I read that he's bringing in
0: the CEO of some major Fortune 500 company to yeah. fill some seat? It's like, what are you? Aren't the progressives concerned about all the big corporations? Yet here's your man Obama um, filling up his cabinet with some guy who's run a big
1: corporation. So do you blame the government, or do you blame yourself for trusting that government's going to uh, be malleable and be good government? You know, governments do what governments do. And that is they reward their friends, punish their enemies,
0: use force on innocent people, destroy lives, get bigger, more intrusive, more expensive, more oppressive. I'm sure I left a few things out, but that's what government does. Yeah. And, you know,
1: at this point in my life, I measure presidents by their death tolls. What's that mean? Well, how many people died as, as, a, as a result of them being president? So the more people die, the...
0: The worse they are worse as president. The president. Gotcha. 800 9231 However, history might remember them as some of the greatest presidents, because it seems like the wartime presidents are the ones that are most remembered in the history books. So the history books seem to have the, the, uh, the opposite formula from you, Wayne. one 800 259 Of course, the history books are all written by statists and supporters of the government, at least most of the history books I've ever seen. More coming up. You take control. Bring up. Any- Anything, 800-259-9231. This is Free Talk Live. Attention, freedom activists. If you're planning your move to New Hampshire, you know that Manchester is the heart of the free state. But finding an apartment when you're out of state can be a major pain in the... You need Prickle. Prickle has apartment rentals designed to meet your needs. There's no minimum length of stay. They accept payment in silver or gold. And responsible firearms owners are welcome. To find your new home in the heart of Manchester's growing Liberty enclave, log on right now to prickle.com. That's P R I C L dot com. Talk Live. You bring up what you want. Just dial toll free eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, and it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online. FreeTalkLive.com, the bulletin board system, is there with over 400,000 posts. There's a lot to talk about, serious issues to fun stuff, all free
2: at bbs.freetalklive.com, bbs.freetalklive.com. The Institute for Humane Studies is now offering free seminars over spring break. This March, join other libertarians from across the country for an intense and interdisciplinary exploration of classical liberal and libertarian thought. Participation is free. The IHS provides housing and meals during the conference. You can apply now to attend a seminar at the University of California, Santa Cruz, March the 7th through the 12th, or at Emory University, March 14th through the 19th in Atlanta, Georgia. Visit com for more information. That's... That's LibertarianSeminars.com, and they're also affiliated with, uh, to to some extent, the Students for Liberty who are having a conference February February the 20th through the 22nd uh, this year. So um, I guess it's in D.C., and if you're somewhere near the area, go check out the uh, Students for Liberty's second annual international conference. It's uh, February the 20th through the 22nd. Toll-free number here, 800-259-9231.
0: Continuing with your calls, we go to Tony in Missouri. Tony, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh,
5: yeah, actually, I I just have no other source of listening to your radio show. I just thought I'd do it on the phone right now. So could you put me back on hold?
6: <laughs> Are you uh, serious?
5: I'm no, I'm just kidding.
6: <laughs> All right. What's uh, on your mind? My
5: question would be um, what we can do, what we can do, actually, about the Federal Reserve or getting away from a Federal Reserve-type system.
0: Good question. Would you have any ideas?
5: Um, well, um, unfortunately, uh, same idea that Kennedy had, and maybe uh, Lincoln, um, maybe start printing some money, you know, with the Treasury.
0: Pr- printing <coughs> money interest. from the government printing money?
5: Yeah.
0: Well, that won't solve the fiat money system problem. Well, that... it may,
5: may eventually, because if Americans have confidence in the money that the government produces. <laughs> no, no uh, listen, listen, because that's basically what's going on right now. Um, Maybe we can, uh, start, um, trading it and then eventually take those Federal Reserve bills and, excuse me, <coughs> and, uh, pay off the bonds that we, uh, made the money with in the first place.
2: <laughs> you know, I, I I I understand where you're coming from on this, Ian, and I am never for a um you know I- anything that uh, is a destruction of people's liberties and or wealth. In this case, it is a destruction of certain people's wealth who've managed to save their money, but I well, do- not because
5: they could exchange it.
2: Well, maybe. I don't know. I likely You're just would. shuffling you're deck chairs, no, dude. No, you're talking about no, no, what's well, going to happen true. is hyperinflation.
5: We're getting rid of the, the interest that the Federal Reserve would would uh, charge us for printing the money. Us? And charge us?
0: Look, I'm not a party to all of this. I understand you think that you owe money because of what politicians do in Washington, D.C., but the fact is you don't because your name's not on the line anywhere. All of it's uh, funny money. They print it out of thin air anyway, so how could any of us be cons, uh, be, uh, be liable well, because, for what they do? Well, Get no, we are liable because of the debt that is. Uh, Who's liable?
5: Uh, the American citizens, our blood, sweat, and our land. And so when they print up um, their system, or we fall, on, fall prey to their system, so to speak, well then uh, we start giving uh, or start building um, debt, and that debt comes from us. I am not, not in, debt, that was just created. That in debt, sir. Are you in debt? I'm
0: not in somewhere. debt.
5: No, I well, no, we all technically are. No, how um, is it that I could be
0: in debt for the decisions of somebody else?
5: Can you you explain that to me? I am trying to explain. Go on. Okay. Um, You you see, um, there's sort of a collapse going on in the country, and uh, things are being consolidated. Uh, Land is sort of being uh, confiscated by the government um, in a way, things like um, uh, Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are – are now controlled by the government, and everything collapsed.
0: I'm pretty sure they were controlled by the government from the get-go, but go no, they, ahead. They,
5: they true. That's true. That's true. Um, but um, if it does collapse, I mean, they're probably going to take possession. I mean, it seems like – actually, I'm getting off my point.
6: Yeah, you
0: so are. The Federal
5: Reserve is that um, they actually create some debt that we're responsible
0: for. How is that? Can you explain better that better process to me? How it is it that it it I am responsible for what they do? I'm sorry? Can you explain, sir, how it is you've made the declaration, you've made the claim that Uh I and you and Mark and Wayne and everybody listening is somehow responsible for what the men in the private organization called the Federal Reserve do and what the men and women calling themselves the federal government do? How it is that, how can you explain that process of how we become responsible for what they have done?
5: I don't think I was actually saying, well, we're responsible for what they have done, but we are going to be responsible for the debt that is acquired because of what the Federal Reserve
0: you're has You're saying doing that doing. we are responsible for the debt acquired by other individuals? Is That's that what you're saying? That's absolutely right. How, can you explain to me how that happens beyond just some sort of internal fantasy in your mind?
5: I don't think it's an internal fantasy. I believe that the Federal Reserve creates money because mm-hmm. we issue mm-hmm. bonds to them. Who's then- we? The government, I'm sorry, the government. And that would be us, technically. No, it would not be
0: us, unless you consider right. yourself part of the federal government. I'm sorry, I don't. So since well, no, I don't fine. consider don't myself part of their part little of the game, the the can you please explain to me how, to how it is people. I'm responsible? Go ahead. The
6: government was supposed to serve the people, right?
5: We're in a system right now that is sort of mucked up. I mean, come on, you got to give me that. I'm not so, in the are, system, are,
2: are, are, sir. No uh, interest in it. Uh, hold on. I
0: oh,
5: know, uh, but you're still participating in the system. No, I'm not you're, participating you're in it. You're expressing your opinions right here in a free country, That means right? I'm
0: participating in the federal government? Please. Go ahead, Mark, with your no, thoughts. No, no, no,
6: you, you still are.
0: Are, you, are you saying that we are going to be fantasy? Are, are you I mean, going to be...
2: Government s- is a you're living in a delusional world, uh, Sir. Are, are you no, saying no, that we're no. going to be held responsible <laughs> to some extent, or are you saying that we are, in fact, responsible for the debts? No, we are
5: going to be held responsible. There. I'm sorry See, that now, that's really,
2: that's really the, the, the key here. The fact is that the federal government's going to do whatever the hell it wants, and it's going uh-huh. to take as much money from as many of a, um, as many of the American people as as allow it, and at this point, more are allowing it than aren't. And so, I agree with him that we're being held responsible. I mean, right. if you're I'm using sorry, Federal sorry, Reserve I'm notes, you're being held responsible. I, I can See where you're coming from there. I'm sorry, it wasn't
0: too clear to me. It sounded like you you suggested we actually owed some debt or something like that.
5: Oh no, well we we, we sort of do, but we're it's going to go sort to of. a <clears throat> a well not it's debt that they created. We they we perceive it as debt. You know they or it could be perceived as them stealing stuff from us in a way. You know how the Federal yeah. Reserve works. They we create bonds. They print money. They charge us interest on the money that we we use in their system. Right? That interest right there, technically have to come from somewhere, and that has to be paid off where? From the blood and sweat that we're worth, the land that we're worth. Well, it and can't
0: that... be paid off. I mean, it, well, there's I no way that it can off, be paid off. So
5: we're going to be stuck. We're going to be put into a situation we're going to have to be forced to give up our
0: liberty. No. I mean, not only through terrorism. No, I'm but, sorry. Uh, it's not, that's, <laughs> it doesn't have to work that way. No, Look, I, I know it doesn't have to work that way. You called originally how, how with a question it? about transitioning over to uh, something besides the Federal Reserve notes. Your proposal was to create a new fiat currency, a new currency issued by the federal government itself, which is uh, probably a violation of the Constitution right there if it's a fiat currency, but they we know they don't care about that. Uh, but it's still well, another fiat currency, which means they can arbitrarily print as much of it as they want to, which doesn't solve any problems whatsoever inherent well, to fiat currency. The, the thing, real the solution, the of course, is to change right over now, to value-backed currency.
5: No, listen, the, the way the Federal Reserve exists right now is because through constitutional changes and things that we've done. we
0: could still I haven't done anything. Way. What? I have not done anything. Please I'm stop including just, me in this.
5: If I include you in, in we, the people, I'm very sorry. <clears throat> but we can change things. If, if, we don't, if we want to make it a fiat system or if we want to back it by silver, that would be fine, too. Um, but we could make it a fiat system, and it could work temporarily until we moved into a, probably a silver standard. Gold is more easily manipulated.
0: Sure, because the government just hop, skips, and jumps right through their programs. And they, they just create a new program, and then they'll, they'll change it right off the bat into, into something that works better for people. We you know, all know I'm, the I'm government really, creates really new so programs, big programs big. they expand them, they get bigger and more intrusive than ever. And what oh, incentive do. would the federal government have to switch over to a silver-backed system when they can just print it from thin air? I'm sorry? What incentive point. would the federal government have to switch from a fiat currency, if they do what they're, what you're suggesting they do, uh, to switch from that fiat currency they are creating to a value-backed currency? What incentive would they have?
5: To get rid of the national debt.
0: <laughs> they don't care about that.
5: I know they don't care about that, but we, the people, have to care about that. Oh, so you want to elect new people to the federal
0: <laughs> government that care about that?
5: We, the people, can get together and we can talk, not on the Internet. We probably need to talk by passing out um, good old fast, you know, getting together the old-fashioned way, by communicating talking yeah. to your neighbors. Good luck, man. You go, good Senator. luck changing
0: the federal government from uh, its current form. Thanks for the call. 800-259-9231. Talk about pie in the sky. The, the whole idea that anything is going to change of any substance as far as the financial system it, in the federal government is nuts. In fact, let's look at Zimbabwe as an example of how things are going to operate. It's going to take a collapse. More coming up here. You take control. This is Free Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. Bring up whatever you want via the toll-free number 800 259 9231 that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 Hey, if you like Free Talk Live and you want to help support the show, then we need you to learn how to promote Free Talk Live. You can get a variety of different ways to help get this show into more people's ears around the world. Um, they're all listed at promote.freetalklive.com. Most of them completely free. That's promote.freetalklive.com. As so we continue with your phone calls, uh, we talked to Cliff. In, ooh, no, we're not. Cliff dropped. Let's talk to ken in california ken you're on free talk live hello there
7: hey guys have i have a question uh, whatever happened to our freedoms in respect to fourth or new year's rather uh got a community get together invited all the neighbors uh set up some stereo equipment outside my house mm-hmm. and uh next thing i know we get a call a cop show up uh guys threatening me the Didn't cop was threatening you Threatening. Threatening the thirsty... You know, he act like he got on his radio. He's like, uh, I need five more units in a trailer. We're taking your stuff.
0: Taking your radio or your uh, your stereo yes, equipment? It,
7: taking the... Well, it's actually a DJ setup.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, three
7: speakers, you know, all kinds of expensive equipment. What time of day was, was
0: this going on?
7: Uh, it was before 9.30 p.m. It was on New Year's,
6: mm-hmm.
7: uh, New Year's Eve, and didn't even get to the point at 10 o'clock, which we were under the assumption that... Uh, 10 o'clock is the hour at which you have to decrease the volume level. Now, when my wife asked the officers who showed up, uh, who were very rude from the onset, mm-hmm. uh, it was their first call, um, my wife said, well, how many decibels, sir? Um, does, it, does, it, does it have to be before it's a violation? He goes, if we can hear it from the street, it's a violation.
1: Wow. That's yeah, right. crazy. You can hear, you yeah. can hear your mean, car when you start up. By the yeah. way, did you have a party permit? <laughs>
7: No, didn't need one. It was on my property, my equipment, and I invited my neighbors.
1: That's not your property, sir. <laughs> yeah, well,
7: actually, technically you're correct. It is the bank's property.
1: Well, it's yes, also the city. It's the, city of, uh, whatever, the city. The city of whatever. The town has a claim well, to
7: it, too. No, no, no. The property, the equipment was set up at my house on my private property.
0: Sure, sure. That's what you'd like to think. Um, my,
7: uh, well, that's what, well, yeah. That's, well, see, here's the problem in America. That's what too many of us think. And when you go to try to exercise your, quote, unquote, freedoms, mm-hmm. you get slapped down. Right, they men with guns real... showed up.
0: Look, yeah. ha- did yeah, you find I... out who the complainant was, or uh, was it one of your busybody neighbors that snitched you out?
7: Well, here's the deal. The complainant has complained. Every year we've had a black party. We skipped several years in the community. Mm-hmm. Uh, this, this gentleman doesn't even live on our block, and he's complaining due to religious reasons. Now, really? we, we had multiple people. On this block, who came? A lot of teenagers, a lot of uh, local residents who came. Now we kept these people from driving down the road drunk. We kept the teenagers safe. Uh, we felt safe until the police showed up.
2: I bet. What are his religious re- reasons? He doesn't like fun.
7: He doesn't. Uh, well, <laughs> the, uh, I forget what religion it is, but whatever religion is, uh, they're not supposed to party.
2: Right. Okay. Uh, well, apparently can't be within the vicinity of a party. Baptist, perhaps. Yeah. Um, now, have you uh, ever invi- Have you invited him? Oh yeah. Do you invite him every year?
7: Uh, every time we, we, we quit doing it for a while, just too much of a hassle.
2: To invite him or to, to do it? Yeah, no,
7: well, no, no, no. We didn't even do the party because okay. of the previous. Uh, you know, the cops prior used to be great about it. they come up and say, okay, turn it down. Not a problem. We turn it down. They wouldn't show back up. Not a problem. Right,
1: right. Must be that new sensitivity uh, time, training they're
7: getting. <laughs> well, well, this time, yeah, this time it came, uh, they came, and immediately it was hardcore. Um, the guy immediately got out of his squad car. I approached him. I, he goes, who's in charge? I go, well, I, technically I guess I am. It's my property, my equipment. Can I help you? Oh, you made a mistake. You
0: should have pointed to one of the 10-year-olds. He's in yeah. charge. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, do that yeah, next well. time.
7: Well, anyway, I, I, I said, you know, well, what is an acceptable level? You know, it's, only, it's not even 9.30 p.m. yet, and this is the whole concept of this is New Year's. 30. Yeah,
0: New Year's. There's typically fireworks going off, all kinds of revel- revelry going on.
7: Well, you would think.
0: You'd think. Apparently you not think. in wherever you are in California. Where, uh, where is this in California? We live in
7: the the unbeautiful town of San Jacinto.
0: San Jacinto. So he threatened yeah. you. He said he was going to get a truck out there to haul away your equipment. What happened after that?
7: Well, I basically he basically well, what he did. He said that after I say he said he he ordered us. He said move it inside now. And I simply said to him, I go, sir, I cannot move this inside. This is bigger than my house.
6: Hmm.
7: He goes, then they immediately act like he keyed up his radio and uh, <laughs> demanding five more units and, and a trailer.
1: Do you take a bullet out of his top pocket? <laughs> no,
7: no. <but laughs> I'm I afraid I'm going to have
1: to incarcerate I, you. <laughs> I,
7: I, yeah, I do believe he is. Oh, he just threatened to take my stuff. I go, Wait a second now. I go, in my opinion, that's armed robbery. Your man with a gun coming out of my property, tell me you're going to take my stuff because I'm a criminal.
0: Sounds like armed robbery to me. I'm sure he didn't do did that too well.
7: Well, also, uh, he was making terrorist threats. In my opinion, those were terrorist threats. There we go. And I'm in fear of my life now, and I <laughs> want to make that publicly known.
1: Wow.
0: So what? When, how did this end up resolving? What happened?
7: Well, they ended up leaving. Um, Before the, know, the five told- cars got there? Yeah, before the fight, he was he was basically bluffing because I went and found the ordinance, a uh, local ordinance on it, really? and first before they can before they can do any of that. Oh yeah, total lies out of this man. Mm. Total escalation. I thought the cops were taught to de-escalate the situation. You were wrong. Maybe yeah. I'm, I'm afraid. So you I, I, be. I, I, yes, yes. You know what happens when we assume? You get arrested. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: oh yes. So, so. So the cops disappeared. I, they never showed back up.
7: Well, no, because I shut it down.
0: Oh, you did shut the party down.
7: Well, they, forced, they, for, they harassed me and forced me sure, you were coercion scared. and threats. I, right. was, I, was, I was literally afraid for my life. How Absolutely. many
1: people had to leave? Uh,
7: about 20.
1: Well, maybe could you just tell them all to whisper and turn the music off?
7: Uh, well, we, 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 tried to, we tried to get a compromise, and, the, and there was no compromising with, with this pig-headed cop.
0: Oh, yeah, then it would just be an um, illegal gathering or something like that, Wayne. There'd be something oh, yeah, else they'd he, come he, up with.
7: Oh yeah, they were going to ch- not only will they take your stuff, then they charge you for storage and, and oh, this that, you know, wait a second. First you take my stuff by force from my property. <laughs> then you're going to charge me to store my stuff?
0: Wow. That's an amazing story.
7: Then you're going to charge me a fine?
0: I, I really appreciate you calling in with that tonight Ken and I uh, hey, thank no you. Problem. Thanks for uh, thanks for making that call cuz that's a crazy story and it's totally believable. Yeah. It's totally right in line with just the way things are going in this country. And you're right, Wayne. Things did used to be different in the past, but these days it's right to the aggression. These days it's tough. I'm a tough, big, badass cop, and I'm going to scare the crap out of you until you do what it is that I want you to do. And we're going to lie, and we're going to bluff, and
1: you're going to believe us because, well, we've got guns. There's still a lot of good ones, and you don't hear about the good ones. That's the problem. You hear The about, good guy cops, yeah, you mean? you don't hear about the good cops. You hear about the bad ones, and the bad ones make the good ones look bad. It's true. It's just like, just like in sports. You know, the only time you notice the referee is when he makes a mistake. Good point. Uh, so in this case, they... Of course,
2: you pay the referee to be right. You don't pay him to be wrong. True. Well, the, the, Supposedly, mean, they pay see, the cops to be right, too. But... The, 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 right, well, that's what I'm saying, is, is the good cops are getting their recognition with their paycheck by doing their job well. It's not like anyone comes out and gives me a big hug when I, go, and when I sell some ads for uh, Free Talk Live, either. It's my job to do it. And you get paid. Lots of money. These, well, I wouldn't uh, go that far. This
1: is a
0: tactic that is so common. And the, the tactic is the cops show up at whatever it is you're doing. They lie and they threaten. And then they see if you obey. And it's just, it's just a big bluffing game that they're playing. And they did this at Freedom Fest here in Keene, New Hampshire. We had a, a party. Uh, people got together. They set up tables. And we, there was outreach being done and socializing happening and food being sold out in a public area in Keene. And an hour into it, the cops showed up in force. Four cops showed up, probably the entirety they had on the squad at the time. They showed up. And one of them came around and started questioning people and started telling them that they couldn't be there, that they were there illegally, and that they had to move their uh, – you know, they'd have to move over to this other area if they were going to be in compliance with some sort of regulation that you know he didn't have to show anybody. And, of course, none of us agreed to whatever their regulations were in the first place. Beyond all that, even if we had agreed to their regulations – down the line later on, after everybody picked up, moved their tables, because none of those people wanted to get arrested. They, they'd come to have a, you know, set up a vendor table, not go to jail. So they were scared about what might happen. They picked up all their stuff and they moved it. Then weeks later, they sent me the copy of the uh, the regulations and... It was clear that there was no violation. Clear, crystal clear. And that's one of the reasons why, in my opinion, they dropped the charges against myself and Toby from Free Minds TV for being alleged organizers of the event because they knew they didn't have a leg to stand on. What they did, though, was they came down and they lied to us and they threatened people and they got them to obey them and they got them to jump through their hoops and they probably laughed about it later. And uh, and so none of that had to happen. None of the tables needed to be moved. None of those people needed to be obedient and if they'd been arrested for it, they'd have had a, a clear-cut case of just those cops being completely out of line well, and doing what they were not supposed to do.
2: And likely those cops wouldn't have gotten any punishment at all. That's I probably true. I was talking true. to uh, Josh Noon from uh, the Josh Noon Band, who was playing that day. Right, and um, you know he was he was just talking about how it was you know the the, the cops were talking to him when he was setting up his equipment, and like well, you keep on setting up that equipment, son, and we're going to take you to jail. Okay. Or we're going to arrest you. Yeah. Um, All right. And they just kept on setting up and And kept on doing it and played and no one did anything. Yep, exactly. So hopefully next
0: time no one will move if the cops come out and threaten Freedom Fest. And similarly, where where you are, you don't know what the laws are. They claim to be uh, upholding the law, but it it seems like 90% of the time they're just lying through their teeth. They're bluffing to try to get you to be obedient, to submit to them. Hour two's coming up. You take control. 800-259-9231. It's Free Talk Live. Our archives, website, and podcast will continue to stay free. But if you think other people deserve to hear this show, consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month at amp.freetalklive.com. Help free some minds. Visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You bring up anything, just dial the toll-free number, uh, 1-800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us online at freetalklive.com. The features are free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. We go right back into your phone calls. Cliff in Miami is on the amp line. Hello, Cliff. Hey, what's going on, guys? You're on the air. What's on your mind tonight?
8: All right, I wanted to talk about Gaza just a little bit because I think there's a point of view that um, I think Mark expresses, which is not 100% accurate. As far as, um, okay, yeah, the, I know that the uh, Jews left, left Gaza a few years ago, but what they, what they also did is they had one side blockaded by Israel, walled off. The other side is also walled off or chained off by Egypt. The borders, the ocean borders, basically are patrolled by Israeli boats, which doesn't allow for commerce. So what do you do when you're in a in a prison twice the size of Washington DC uh, Washington DC with over five million people how do you feed them
2: Well maybe maybe you lob bombs over the egyptian side instead It really seems strange to me that the um, that Israel right, so gets right, guys, the guys are breaking up um I, I the I, what I was suggesting is is that the the rest of the muslim countries there that will not take these palestinians in or will not uh you know uh, the, the, egypt isn't taking their wall down either why is israel who gave them the land in the first place being held responsible for the situation why are they the ones that are getting uh bombed when you know egypt and jordan they don't want the, they, they don't want to let these their muslim brothers in it I, you know, they gave them their own piece of land. I'm not saying that it's uh that that it's the greatest situation in the world, but you know, I, I I I it it doesn't it does not mean that you can throw bombs over there. I think that uh you know the the rest of the countries in the world should should uh, you know allow Palestinians to move into their country if they if they wish to do that. But you know, I can totally understand why Israel does what it does. Wouldn't you put a wall between people who wanted to kill you and you?
0: I'm afraid we lost Cliff. Uh, So we continue with your phone call, Scott in Winnipeg. You're on Free Talk Live. Hello, Scott.
9: Hi, guys. Um, I thought I'd tell you about a little experiment I'm doing with the province of Manitoba and their traffic ticket uh, system. I got a ticket in the mail. uh, One of those red light cameras, you know, where they clock you when you're going through, and yes, uh, I was five kilometers over the over the limit.
2: Whoa, that's nothing.
0: Oh, so it was actually a speeding ticket, not a red light ticket. ticket.
9: Yeah. Oh, sorry. It was just being thinking about one of those traffic control deals that they have at the light.
2: How much okay. is that in dog
1: years?
9: <laughs> well, it was two hundred yeah, bucks.
2: Two hundred bucks for not, going. Uh, yeah. Two hundred bucks before you go on. Two hundred bucks for going three point five miles an hour over the speed limit. I think wow, it was that's nuts. Yeah, it's.
9: That's right. Yeah. Um, so, but I decided I'm not going to pay it just yet. So I sent them a letter. So I basically <laughs> said uh, it was one of those, you know, how is the cons- or how is the obligation created? I don't want to give you any money. But I added a twist that said, look, instead of paying you, I have no interest in paying you guys, um, I'll donate money uh, to charity in lieu of, of paying you. How, how, how about that deal? And um, so I sent them that letter at Christmas time. I said, in the spirit of Christmas, you know, I'll make this donation to charity uh, more than what you you want me to pay you. Uh, and, and that was that. So I sent that off, and I expected to hear nothing back. But I actually got a letter back from them hmm. where they ignored everything I said in my letter and just said, you know, you have to declare either you're guilty or you're not guilty and blah blah blah. And these are the consequences. And of course one of them was that, you know, you could be imprisoned, blah, sure. blah, but I'll pay, right? So I said, okay, I, I expected that. So I sent them a letter back again today. Um said, okay, I gave them a deadline. I said uh, uh once again you didn't show me the obligation to pay. My my big line was that I just don't send checks off to companies that send me bills that <laughs> I have no deal with. You know, why are you saying it's like, you know, some cell phone company sent me a bill that I don't have their services with, you know? Why am I supposed to pay you? So I said, show me why I'm supposed to pay you, and I'll, and I'll pay it. And the other twist was that I said, uh, uh, basically, you know, if I don't hear from you by this date, you know, I'll, I'll give you a personal phone call, and, you know, we'll fill the matter in person or something like that. And, uh, again, I don't expect to hear a bathroom them or sure. anything, right? But I just wanted to experiment because... I've been sort of uh, posting this on my blog that a few people read, and I have a lot of people just t- ripping me, you know, tell me, just pay it. You know, you agree to all the rules, and you get your driver's license, and blah, blah, blah. Well, and wait, none of wait. that is true.
2: One of the points on that driver's license thing is maybe you did, uh, uh, you know, agree to whatever rules, but did you agree to pay for the road when you got your driver's license? Because you were paying for that as soon as as <laughs> exactly. as soon as you started, well, essentially being working, um, being an adult or, you know, not living at mom and dad's house, you started paying property taxes, whether it was in the form of rent or whether it was in the form of uh, actual property taxes. You're still paying them because renters pay overhead. So I still have to I still have to pay for this crazy road. And, and who, who which which? citizen committee, which Democratic citizen committee came up with the the speed limit on this road? Because none of them did. Some bureaucrat somewhere. I
9: I checked all the paperwork in Manitoba. When you apply for a license, when you renew it, there's nothing on there about you consent to agree to blah, blah, blah. And even if there was, you know, I considered that under duress. Because if I don't have the little piece of paper and I'm driving, I'm going to get nailed for it. So to me that's under duress. So even if there was some words on there, I wouldn't consider them valid anyways.
6: I think
0: you're I think you're spot on here, Scott. Um however, I mean as as I learned in my Odyssey here with my tenants' couch sure. in their yard uh, I asked several times in several letters, in several occasions, not just on the couch occasion, but in other occasions as well, uh, for proof of obligation, and you can see those letters in their so-called responses over at freekeen.com, and they never showed me anything. Uh, they just made their assertions, and then I guess I guess they showed me the the proof of obligation when they throw me uh, when they threw me in a jail cell. I guess that was the the proof was that we have guns and we'll do what we want, and you'll obey or you'll have your yeah. life destroyed. So I mean, as long as you. Prepared to go to jail over this, uh, it should be an interesting experiment. There have been some people, and I'm one of them, who can claim that this particular show me the obligation route has has essentially scared the government people off. Uh, that's what happened in the case of the parking ticket here in Keene, which was was only a five dollar ticket. Well, yeah, that's true. We don't know exactly what happened, but I all all I know is the facts of the case are that I got this parking ticket put on my car. I sent them a letter that said I'd be happy to pay it, just show me proof of obligation requiring me the you know the where where I agreed to obey your rules. And they sent me a letter back uh much longer after the deadline I'd given them. They sent me a letter back saying, "Thank you for your prompt payment." And then went and uh, explained their their various little traffic laws they wanted me to obey. Uh, yeah. so, so did they just market paid because they didn't want to deal with the hassle or did someone go and secretly pay the, the ticket for me? I don't know. Uh, but nonetheless, th- I'm not the only one who can claim success with this method. There are others who also claim success. Uh, that all said, there's a very good chance you could be thrown into jail. So as long as you're prepared for that, I'll bet it was well, judge my, Burke.
9: <laughs> my, my, I uh, fully intend to pay it before, before that, it gets that far. I just want to oh, experiment do. a little bit and play with the system a little bit because really I'm showing my friends and family that have been following this, mm-hmm. what they're willing to do to me just to collect their $200. bucks, they will put me in jail for their money so I can pay them off and bribe them to leave me alone. Right. But, you know, It's really hard to get through people to understand this paradigm change of, of why should I pay these people any money? Oh, you consent. Well, how did I consent? It doesn't exist. It's a big fantasy and uh, so that's why I'm kind of experimenting a little bit, but I'm going to pay them off before, before they would
0: send me to jail. What are the deadlines uh, you're dealing with here? I mean, you're saying you're going to pay them off. Uh, there's, usually a, there's usually a point at which they start charging interest or, or they add on penalties on top of the already existing fine. So what are you looking at as far as uh, the next step in, in their uh, court?
9: Well, or, I have to either pay the fine or ask for a trial by January 15th, and so mm-hmm. the deadline I gave them was January 11th in order to respond back and, uh, you know, knowing that they're going to ignore me and just go ahead with their deal yeah. anyways. And I know that that's what they're going to do, which is part of why I'm doing this experiment. Because, uh, you know, honestly, like, I, I, I read this uh, free team quite often, and the donating to charity idea was from, you know, your recent action in there uh, with the city. Because um, I just want wanted to do it here, to show people here that it's, it's the same. They'll just do whatever they want. They can make whatever rules they want. They can make, uh, they can... You know, make the fine a thousand dollars, and people will just go. Well, that's the law, and we
10: yep, you gotta do goals. what you gotta do. And
9: they're idiots! I can't believe it. people still think that there's any legitimacy to it. They'll do whatever they want, and well, that's kind of what I'm trying to get. Well, through. I don't know if they're
2: idiots. You make it, you make it seem like a thousand. Um, you know, a thousand dollars is unreasonable. But I, uh, now, what is it? What is the fun, funny money in Canada? Um, what's that worth in uh, U.S. dollars? It's about. It's about well on par, I think, right now. It's, it's about
9: right now. It's about eighty.
2: percent Oh, really? So uh, you it know, two hundred bucks. 200 bucks for going 3.5 miles an hour over the speed limit, it to me is ludicrous from the get-go. Yeah.
0: Scott, let us know how yeah. this
2: develops for you, will ya? You bet. Thanks, yeah, dude, I for will. the call
0: tonight. I appreciate it. 800-259-9231 You can take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is Free Talk Live. Talk Live. It's your show, and you can bring up anything. Just dial toll-free, 800-259-9231. The Sickle CAI toll-free line. It is Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, that is freetalklive.com, and those include the archive. So if you've missed a moment of the show, click and download. They're yours free, right there on the front page of the site, freetalklive.com. Dot com. Do you have a company that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections early out billing, and they purchase charged-off receivables. SACL's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI. Check out their banner at freetalklive.com. That's SACL CAI. As we continue here with your phone calls about what you want, we're going to try Cliff in Miami one final time here. Uh, he's been having some phone trouble uh, Cliff, you'd originally called about the uh, the situation in Gaza. You were making a point. Mark was responding. You got disconnected. So pick up where you left off.
8: Yeah, actually, I missed the uh, I missed the reply altogether. So I'm not even sure um uh, what, what was said in between. But I'm a lot will move on from that subject because I'm going to talk about the other part. Where, uh, my question was um, in regards to actually it's not question. It's in regards to um, dr- drinking and driving. I would assume that, bro, that that you're missing in the free market, and uh, you had a drink uh, drunk driver problem. You, you wouldn't necessarily want to take that drunk driver off the road because the drinking and driving is not the problem. It's not causing an accident. That's the problem. So maybe you innovate and try to create a way to get them home, you know, and still have them bill for whatever, you know, the, the road usage is, you know, and you just figure out a way to get them and their car home, and that's the end of that. So even if it was like, a, I don't know, like a, one of those airport walking systems for cars. For They'd example.
0: be more like a customer service approach rather than a uh, harm the customer approach, which is, of course, Absolutely, what the government does. They would,
8: They want to get more customers, you know, just because you're charging more for your roads doesn't mean, you know, you're you're going to get the same product. Maybe I could innovate and give you extra stuff and I'll charge you more for it.
1: Actually, we have a lot more roads and cars as a result of government programs. Before you had all that, you had more trains, you had more buses, you had cities designed Mm -hmm. for people to walk. Now, if you go to a bar and have seven or 18 beers or something and and walk home a little crooked, then maybe a cop might help you a little bit, whatever, but it's It's not as as serious as as using a three thousand pound
2: uh, car to hit somebody or kill somebody with not to mention that. Zoning laws make it more difficult to, to you know, it's, it's difficult to be in business, period. And zoning laws, um, among other restrictions, make it difficult to be in business. So, therefore, you don't have as many of these little on-the-corner pub situations. Um, so you you know, could have a neighborhood
0: bar, and that would solve a lot
2: of it, it does. Yeah. I, there was a neighborhood bar, um, you know, the place I used to live in Keene. And it was nice. To, if, if you wanted to just walk down there and get a beer, especially on Sunday nights, they had 75-cent drafts. Damn. Eh, just wander on down, down there. Down there. Now, I, I wouldn't do that. Stagger home.
8: Leave. Yeah, or, or I mean, think about what the things. Maybe you wouldn't even have cars at all. Maybe you just you know from the booth at the restaurant, you know, they'll take you from there. And I don't make you know, you never know what the market would do just to make sure they keep you as a customer.
6: That's but a great point, Cliff.
8: With, Yeah, anything that the government pretty much owns that, that they have a monopoly on, you'll never know what could have been done differently because, well, they, they they wouldn't allow anything else to happen. Like You're right, it, 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 and
0: it's it's actually kind of sad to think about what we're missing out on in the realm of roads and transportation uh, because government has had the the violent monopoly over that area for so long, for so many decades. Uh, there could have been so many different innovations and changes, and, and competition could have resulted in in drastically lower costs and neat new oh, yeah. things being uh, being released into the market, and we have no idea what those things could oh, be. Actually,
8: you, do, you do have an idea. Take a look at the internet. That's what I always tell people. Think back to the internet of 1995 and what you can do on the internet now. The information you could you could uh, exchange between each other. Sure, we um, can
0: generally yeah. speculate based on what yeah. other industries have done, but that doesn't mean know, we can extrapolate to, to the market roads what right. might have actually happened.
8: Right, but if you take a look at the Internet, it's like a whole other, you know, it's like a whole other world pretty much. So that kind of shows you that basically there's not a lot of government control right now on the Internet is what I'm kind of, you know, alluding to. And you can see how things have progressed.
0: Also, in the realm of computer parts as well, the uh, the actual hardware manufacturing process is pretty unregulated. Yeah, I think they have to get FCC approval on some things, but for the most part, it's it's relatively untouched. And there's been great competition uh, there and some amazing innovations. Thank you, Cliff, for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, There was once I played I played some audio on the air once of of a Disney, uh, Walt Disney, like five minute short cartoon that they released back in the 50s, and it was essentially their version or their vision rather for what We'll be right back. the cat sat on the driving could be like in the future, and they had some really neat ideas. I mean, some really just mind-bogglingly cool ideas, like instead of building roads around a mountain, you'd tunnel through the mountain with some new atomic heat ray thing that would just zap a hole in the in the mountain. I mean, it was really cool, some of the things they came up with. Is it all possible? Probably. I mean, pretty much anything the human mind
2: can envision and can think of can be done. Right. What's what's being said here, said but not said, is that essentially the rate of uh, increase in technological advances on the internet is, is essentially unregulated, whereas with the auto industry and, uh, you know, dinosaurs being kept alive that shouldn't be there. Mm. And actually, um, you know, that, that makes it difficult for new car companies to come into play and, and with all the technological advances that they would have, mm. uh, it's, it's really, um, the government being, every time the government gets involved, it stifles competition and therefore stifles, stifles improvement. And that's what we're talking about here is that Things could, be, things could be improving like they are on the Internet. What, every 18 months, technology doubles? That might be pushing it in the area of uh, you know physics, but we're not getting that kind of improvement in automobiles now. We're not even coming close. Yeah, And and the automotive industry has become
1: very saturated because even though we have the so-called big three and some of the American car companies like American Motors and Oldsmobile and a few of them in Plymouth have dropped off and on the wayside, you've got a lot of Korean manufacturers who have come in and competed very well on price and the quality has gotten better. But with all the money they're spending on bailing these people out, Chrysler, GM, and maybe Ford down the road, you can start a whole new car company mm. from scratch, clean slate, yeah. and, and actually have some fresh ideas because these companies suffer from not uh, Not invented here syndrome many times, whereas the newer companies don't. And if you look in the computer industry where you've got a lot of the companies that are embracing a mix of their own proprietary technology and open source technology, those are the ones who are doing very well. And, and, and there's no reason why you can't do that in automobiles either. You can go and find the best technologies out there and incorporate them and not have to invent everything yourself.
0: You're absolutely right. I mean, the automotive industry is pretty heavily regulated today, which is one of the pro- biggest problems with it. I mean, they all have to have certain governmental mandates that are uh, mandated every single car, catalytic converter. And, I mean, you can just go down the laundry, airbags, you just go down the, the laundry well, list.
2: Now they're trying to uh, mandate uh, miles per gallon and all right. that right. other stuff. Well,
0: they've been doing that for, yeah, uh, for that's a long true. time. Now, now, now they want to make it them. higher. Right. So uh, so there, there's just so much obedience that the car companies have to go through in order to get a product to market. That alone is very difficult. But you're right, Wayne. It's, it's, uh, the problem is compounded by the fact that the government is now stepping in and extending the life of these companies that should be dead. I mean, they should be die. They are dying, and they should be allowed to die. You said for the amount that they're spending on the bailouts, you could start a brand-new company. Well, actually, if these companies were allowed to just go out of business, they'd have to auction off their assets. You might be able to get their uh, manufacturing plants at a fraction of the you you know, the cost uh, of what it would normally cost to, to build one brand new, somebody could just step in, take over those assets with some new ideas, and,
2: and start up their own car company for, for a far less than well, these there, amounts. Well, there are lots of new ideas around the world that can't come here. For, for one thing, the smart car from that was put, put out by Mercedes-Benz because it couldn't, re, um, couldn't uh, handle the front-end crash. It's, it's basically a golf cart. Really? Um, it, it couldn't handle the front-end crash uh, standards. Right, they and you can't it. be allowed there to take the, a risk. There's the Car with the the Indian uh, car company that ran on uh, compressed air. Well, they can't bring that thing over here. There's all kinds of stuff that we can't have over here because of our standards. Because somebody's mom says, "Oh my God, we can't have a car where somebody could get hurt in it." And And it's still the way that people get killed in the United States. Like number three, the diesel
1: smart car gets about double the mileage of the gasoline one. One eight
0: hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one is the number. You take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. This is pre talk live.
11: This program is brought to you by Freekeen.com Freekeen.com features audio, video, and blogs chronicling the transition to a voluntary society Freekeen.com also has comments and discussion forums so you can be heard Freekeen.com
0: This is Free Talk Live You call about what you want, We we you on the air Talk to you about anything 800-259-9231 is the number and that ever brought to you by our friends at Sakel CAI, 1-800-259-9231. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. Join us online at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site we give away, including the wiki, over 1,800 pages created by listeners like you. You can go to wiki.freetalklive.com to get interactive for free. W-I-K-I, com. And according to the Computer Privacy Handbook, Normal Internet technology is the most comprehensive surveillance system ever invented. Put a stop to email snooping with an easy-to-use email alternative, privacyharbor.com, because normal email is not secure. That's privacyharbor.com. As we continue with your phone calls, Jeff is on the line in Louisiana. Jeff, you're on Free Talk Live.
6: Yes, sir. Thank you for
12: taking
0: my call. No problem, Jeff. What's on your mind tonight?
12: well uh the news came out in Louisiana that the state is going to uh take over another ten or eleven public schools down here and uh for anyone not familiar with the Louisiana educational system, it's just really a total failure uh the The dropout rates are just out of control and uh And there's a lot of talk going around about uh about the state coming in and taking kids from uh whose parents you know the state taking kids away from parents who are underscoring in
0: school oh my gosh
12: and the it just and we have an established private school here uh catholic schools down in south louisiana that are about the same size as the public school system but they operate at a third of the cost and have twice as less many administrators mm-hmm. yet the uh you know, the uh, graduation rates and the literacy rates are just probably twice as high.
0: I believe In the it all. school
12: system.
1: And the nuns and work for almost anything. What upsets
12: me is how people jump immediately to the state coming in and uh, fixing everybody's problem instead of people taking personal responsibility.
0: Well, it is amazing, isn't it? Especially after, I mean, you would think that people had, had noticed that the state can't solve any problems, that all it does is create more problems, that apparently, apparently their PR, despite all the negative news, is that good. Like, the, the brainwashing is so effective that people believe that the government can really solve whatever the problem is. Uh, you name the problem, government has some sort of solution, and in this case, uh, the, the idea that they're going to come in and take your children from you because they got an F in math class is absolutely mind-boggling to mm. me. I mean, it's almost its almost like re-education. You know, your kid isn't doing, your child is not doing up to state
1: standards, so we'll now take him into our custody. If he cannot pass our crappy schools, he is really stupid, or you're negligent parents. Well, maybe he's not,
0: Wait, hold on, Wayne, maybe he's
1: not stupid.
0: Maybe he's in a government class, like in, in a, I had a government class to take in 11th or 12th grade or something like that. And as we've heard from some of our callers, just the stuff they teach in these classes is nonsense. I mean, the history they teach is, is all pro-government stuff. It is not the real truth about what happened in, in history. The government classes are complete indoctrination classes. So if you're in there f- with your uh, liberty mindset, and you're talking about freedom, and you're, you're not bowing down to the, the teacher, you could be getting bad grades simply because of your attitude.
1: I wonder, in Louisiana, what the homeschool population is these days. Is it on, on the sharp rise, or is it leveled, or, or what? Do you know?
12: Well, I only know one person that's actually homeschooled out of everyone I've ever met. So, it's really Louisiana is not as conservative as people think it is. 55% of the people in my parish voted for Obama. You know, this the whole welfare state mentality is totally encroaching upon everybody and to suggest that uh that you know we we give people more opportunities to attend these private schools and that the government shouldn't come and seize people's children who are truant more than 10 days out of the year is unconstitutional, and they, uh, you know, it's just they think it's outlandish to, uh, you know, to, they can't come up with another solution besides letting the same people who's failed in schooling your children actually take them and raise them, mm. you know, God, when maybe scary. we need more God in schools, you know, I mean, you're well, talking about taking people out Hey, homes uh, that's not the solution
0: virus. i'm afraid i mean i see where you're coming from and i know where i know uh why it is you've you've probably feel that way but the solution is to just not have government schools that way if you want to have god in your school you can have god in your school and nobody can say anything about it because somebody like me if i had kids being forced into your school with god in it i might disagree with it well, and then we might yeah, have to get into a you know fight over that yeah, see the government yeah, school really system actually encourage that. it the government school system actually encourages people to fight with one another over what the correct way of educating is whereas if we actually had a free market in education every parent could actually have the education for their kids that they were designed because the marketplace would provide all of that. And if the marketplace wasn't providing it,
1: you could start your own school and provide it for yourself. You'd also have a lot more small local schools and less big centralized regional schools.
12: Do you guys – what do you guys think about tax breaks for people who vouch for private schooling? Uh,
1: you know, I think I vouchers – uh, the, the problem with vouchers,
0: if that's what you're talking about, is that it essentially turns the private schools into government schools. Essentially, yep. huh. uh, the private schools are, are told, well, you can have our vouchers – and the money that 's attached to them, if you 'll just bow down to these regulations, and well,
4: I mean, just maybe
12: an income tax rebate check if you pay the eight thousand or nine thousand or six thousand whatever the semester tuition is, then they give that back to you at the end of the year whenever you file your taxes.
2: I'm for any you know? income tax rebate. I, I think that uh, you know that's that's very you know most Americans that work pay income taxes. As far as I'm consult, concerned, it's stolen money, uh, and it you know th- that would be a great thing to, to give a rebate. What about me? I don't have kids. Get some. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you have an answer for me, Jeff?
12: Um. Well. Uh... I'm not sure. I don't have any kids either. I mean, I'm recently out of high school, and I went to both public and private school. And I'll tell you, public high school is just a big daycare. I mean, you've got these kids. They don't want to learn. They do not care about learning, and they don't respect
0: the teacher.
2: The, the love and, of learning has been I beaten would out, say, out of them. Uh, Jeff, I would say that uh, I, I went to both uh, p- public and private, and I would say that uh, one of the differences is the teachers really, really cared at the private school. I was on the dean's list in eighth grade. In ninth grade, I failed two courses because um, I sw- that's when I switched from public to private. And th- my teachers would have never, ever allowed that to happen.
12: Yes, sir. I what, was
2: mean, a, what was the class size difference? Um
12: it Some was, the, it was uh, similar. You can't even learn if you're not in the gift and if you're not in the honors class in the in the specific school I'm talking about which happens to be the second worst in the state of Louisiana and Louisiana is the worst in the US. I went to this school and unless you were in the honors class, you, you might as well forget about trying to learn anything. Wow. Because the kids would if the teachers tried to talk to uh correct the kids, the kids would probably fight them. I mean half the school his gang members and it's honestly i remember in a biology class the guy the teacher didn't even give notes he didn't even put notes on the overhead projector because people wouldn't stop talking
1: He wouldn't dare and, put up notes that's amazing
12: yeah i mean he couldn't he couldn't because it was pointless
0: well kids are taught in the government school system uh to hate learning That's kind of part of what the whole situation, the system is all about, is to make learning just so awful and and boring and uninteresting that kids uh, look for something else to do with their mind, and uh, that is act out. I mean, they put
12: athletes on pedestals, you know. There's that. I love athletes. I think everyone should be, you know, get active and lose weight and be healthy. But, you know, these athletes don't even – some of the kids don't even bring books to class, and they just sit in class, and the teachers would pass them because they – you know, for whatever reason, benefited the school, obviously benefited from having the good athlete more money or whatever. I don't sure. know, but uh I mean, it seemed like you know it's it's just the priorities are all wrong, and the reaction hmm. this isn't the government calling for these draconian measures. This is people calling into a talk show, sure. every one of them called for one of them called for sending kids to a boot camp. Over the summer. Just the madness
0: right. The madness never ends. And I thank you for the call. It was a great call. Uh, interesting points in are I think you're pretty much spot on. Well,
2: this, this, is, um, this is what you. happens when you ask uh, people sort of what their opinion is on this greater problem. Um, you know, people know. There ought to be a law. Well, people know that they don't have any control over what their neighbor does. But then you ask them, well, how do you control your neighbor? Of course they're going to come up with. Uh, controlling uh, draconian rules right. on how to do it because they know that it's uh, otherwise, you know, they're, they're not going to have any luck. Well, let's give the, kid the uh, kids the option of going to a boot camp during the summer. Toll-free <laughs> number here,
0: 800-259-9231. I think people that are concerned with the educational failure of government should get the hell up to New Hampshire, join the liberty activist movement. We should have a damn tax revolt. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, your number to dial toll-free. Bring up anything is 800-259-9231. That's Sakel's CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, uh, so enjoy those. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier. Do it for as little as 3 bucks a month at amp.freetalklive.com. You get signed up, you'll get perks like access to the amp-only call-in lines, chat room, forum, and more. All the details are there for you at amp.freetalklive.com. But the number one reason, hopefully, that you'll be uh, amping is to help Free Talk Live get on more radio stations around the country, bring more Internet listeners on board with the show, and help expose new people to the message of freedom. So head over to amp.freetalklive.com and get signed up today. That's amp.freetalklive.com. Back to the phones and the fun, it's Stephen in Colorado. Stephen, you're on Free Talk Live.
11: Hello, how are you doing? Hey,
0: Super. What's on your mind tonight?
11: Well, uh, responding to the guy, or actually just kind of uh, adding on to the guy who, was, uh, who called up just a little while ago about the, uh, the, government's, uh, the government school thing, and he was talking about a tax break, a ta- break in your federal income taxes for schools. And I had, I had called up. A he long might time have meant ago.
0: Louisiana state income taxes, but go ahead.
11: Oh, okay. Well, yeah. Whichever it is, it, it doesn't matter which governmental body you're talking about. Uh, the homeschool group movement or whatever it is here in Colorado, uh, which, by the way, just a little aside, is really cool because now uh, when we say we're homeschooling our daughter, people don't even blink. They're just, you know, that's that's just one of the options that that's people true. think you have these days, and I think hmm. that's kind of cool. Um but anyway, uh, the guy said uh, talked about getting a, a tax break. And this homeschool group here in Colorado, they were all set to march up to, to Denver, to the Capitol, to demand that they get a tax break for all the money that they spent on homeschooling supplies until one of them, uh, in one of their meetings, said, you know, if we do this, the government will then have they, – they will think at least that they, they have the right – to investigate your homeschooling practices, your curriculum, etc., to make sure that it meets their standards. Because if they're going to give a tax break, keep in mind, government people think that a tax break is giving money away. They think that, oh, gee, we have to let go of some of this money that's ours. Mm -hmm. That's how they regard it. Uh, And it was realized that what's going to happen is if this passes and if people can get a tax break for money spent on homeschooling materials, then the government could then... Uh, basically kick your door in, make sure your kid is getting the kind of education that they approve of, make sure the curriculum is one that they approve of, et cetera.
0: Right, they'll audit you, essentially. They'll audit your homeschooling.
11: Right, and the setup. homeschooling situation would actually turn out to be not that much different than a public school. And and the same thing, what that man was talking about that called in a little while ago, the same thing would happen in the private school arena, too. The government, if if they gave a tax break... I hate using that terminology, by the way, but you know what I'm talking
6: about. Mm-hmm.
11: If they give if they give a tax break to people uh, for money they spend on a private school, uh, then the government could then go to that private school and say, you know, let's see your teacher's qualifications, mm. let's see your curriculum, et cetera. Good right. point.
0: I'm glad you, uh, you went there because I, I was actually kind of stumped on that. Because, Mark, you had pointed out, well, any tax break is a good thing, but you kind of uh, drew down what it is that the government
1: could do as a result of that extra perk. Uh, And
11: I would say more than likely would do.
1: You know, aside from any kind of official tax breaks, though, you'll find up here in New Hampshire that that if you tell people that you're homeschooling your children, they'll say, oh, cool, especially that they live in your town, because that way they're not actually paying to educate more kids, because what you pay every year for uh, education, the educational part of your property taxes is not as much as it would cost you individually to... Uh, send your kid to school. So, people w- who see other people in their community homeschooling like true. it. Well, no. Uh, Mark found a
0: private school here in the area that does it for like 1500
1: bucks a year. I'm talking about public schools now.
0: A lot of, like in, in our town, we have a little public school there. Oh, I see. You're saying the amount you're paying in property taxes doesn't eclipse the amount it costs the government to, to yes, put a kid in? Yes,
1: exactly. So, the people in your community actually like it because they're not having to pay to educate your kids. You're doing it yourself. Right. And, and, yeah. they, so and yeah, they view it as they're, they're, it's keeping their taxes down.
11: Exactly. It's kind of like a tax break for everybody just by virtue of the fact that the government isn't shelling out the money in the first place.
1: Uh, thank so you. so uh, they don't
11: have to go and get the money.
0: Thank right. you, Stephen, for the call tonight. appreciate right. hearing from you. You know, Wayne, in, in regards to that point, it's not true the way they're viewing things, though. I mean, it's not entirely accurate. Because if all of a sudden 50% of the people in this area decided to pull their kids out of the government school system and begin homeschooling them, you would not see the government... Slash their school budget. That just wouldn't happen. Well, they'd have less students to
1: educate, but they'll probably find another way to spend it. Exactly. Sure.
0: So eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. We go to Adam listening in Canada. Adam, you are on Free Talk Live. I love
13: when you guys talk about public schools on Free Talk Live. Did you
0: you love that? it or you hate it? I'm sorry, I missed what you said. I love it. Okay, great discussion. What's on your it's mind? Never the
13: really one fits all education, though. It doesn't really fit anybody, if you think about it. The uh, the idea of putting everyone in the same system. It seems most people leave with what they know to, uh, what they need to know to get through college. Well, those who don't, they, need they certainly know what they need to know to get through prison. I mean, they get to teach you or punish you, don't they?
0: Schools are very much like prisons. They are designed similarly to prisons. The buses look like prison buses. I mean, there's some amazing, you need a hall pass. <laughs> there's amazing similarities uh, between government schools and government prisons. And, and you're right, uh, one of the primary methods or the, the purposes of, of a government school is to essentially prepare children for not just college, but also for the working world uh, to go out, get themselves a career, and normally they're encouraged to do that after they go to college and waste four years of their their life and mostly a waste some kids actually need to go there but uh but it's it's designed to make kids just kind of uh dull little worker bees that are just going to plug into the system and stay where they are not question anything that's what the whole uh the whole process is about yep and they
13: do make great prisoners i mean they do they make those great those what you're a little problems.
0: you're a little muffly i don't know if you're on a speakerphone or a uh, handset or something like that
13: I... well they do make great prisoners. Uh... Sort of the two places they tend to expect you to end up, if you look at it, is sort of no proud parent will have to admit it. But that's sort of the idea for a one-size-fits-all education. I mean, if you really want to make it fit everyone, well, you have to expect future prisoners to uh, go through the system and make it work for them.
1: You know, I'm looking really forward to John Taylor Gatto's talk at the Liberty Forum. That'll be good, yeah. uh, For anybody who's not familiar with him, he's the one who's written several books on what's wrong with their educational system, and I think the guy's right on. He's going to be a speaker, one of the featured speakers at the Liberty Forum in March. We'll tell you more about the Liberty Forum coming up here. Adam, any other thoughts for us?
13: Yeah, well, I called in up over the market about unsafe uh, smart cars. I wondered what people would say about miners who had to ride in those cars. Any thoughts? Maybe how the free market would would deal with that? Would you would you actually uh, support any of any rules, or would you actually want it it's to be? So, a I'm sorry, state? it's
0: so hard to understand what it is you're saying. I'm, I'm going to let sorry. you ask it one uh, more time. You're really muffled, and then we're going to have to let you go. Sorry,
13: uh, I was wondering how you would think about the uh, minors who had to ride in unsafe smart cars. You remarked about uh, if you you can ride in a safe car if you want unsafe car if you want to, you should be able to. Do you think uh, it should be up to the kids?
0: I think it's always up to the kids as well, far as whether they get into a car. Yeah, or Think there not. should be any
13: kind of any kind of rules about uh, in terms of car safety safety. I, I think it's uh, kind of uh,
0: oh, no. I don't. I thank you for the call, by the way. I appreciate it. I
2: think we should make rules against car wrecks. <laughs> i mean you know it's it's that it's that ludicrous the fact is people can be um injured in every type every of car, car type yeah, yeah. of car and and you know people are weighing the economy of getting from where they go if if people in fact were worried about car wrecks they wouldn't um they would always walk or ride bicycles or whatever so you know, you kind of have to weigh, you know, how how injured it could I be by this contraption, versus, you know, I need to get where I'm going. So, you know, it's it, it's you can't put these rules down from on high because the government doesn't know either. No, and it's
0: the same kind of category of rule as smoking bans in a car or whatever other rules that are going to be applied to people's uh, health, for instance. So uh, the government people will use the excuse of, well, it's for the children. Uh, we need to ban you from smoking in your car if you have children because it could possibly hurt them. Or we need to ban you from cooking with trans fats because it could possibly hurt your children. Uh, and the, the just the rules never end. As long as you're using the safety of children, you can create any regulatory rule structure that you want to. You can come up with any level of restrictions whether it's the FCC restricting free speech or whether it's the automotive industry being restricted in what they can build, it's always for the children. Well, what about my choices as uh, as an adult? I obviously cannot make the uh, the amount of choices that I would normally be able to because somebody out there has decided to put regulations into effect because of the children. And so you could just go on forever all the way into a complete uh, just downward spiral where nobody has the freedom to choose anything with sharp corners or risks or anything like that. And the the fact is, life is about taking risks. I mean, you won't get anywhere in life if you don't take a few risks. And uh, the, the more risks that are eliminated, the less fun we can have.
1: When our kids walk down the street, we make them wear helmets. Mm, Come on now, Wayne. We know better than that. (laughs)
0: But you're right, Wayne. I mean, it could come to that, right? Oh, your kids, if your kids are outside of your house, they have to wear a helmet. It could come to the, You have to put your kid in a little b- a rubber balloon. The, the home uh, a is, ball. is
2: one of the most dangerous places that you can be.
0: Like a, like a hamster ball. Like a hamster ball that it can just run <laughs> around in outside. That way, if a car runs in, it they just go flying down the street and they'll survive. I mean, how it could go as insane as you want it to. True. And if you allow it, if you allow a few regulations, then you will allow thousands of regulations. And that's where we are today. Hour three's coming up. You can bring up anything, toll free number for you. Zimbabwe. We'll check in with the monetary situation there coming up. Would you like to help others find Free Talk Live? You can help us advertise, market and promote the show at amp.freetalklive.com Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier now for $3 a month and get some cool bonuses at amp.freetalklive.com This is Free Talk Live. We're launching an hour three of the program. You can bring up what you want. Just dial toll-free 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. And it's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Again, that is freetalklive.com. The show's about your calls. We go to them. Let's talk to Joseph in Texas. Joseph, you're on Free Talk Live.
10: Howdy. Joseph,
0: you're mm-hmm. on the air. What's on your mind tonight?
10: Well, I want to talk. I called in a few days ago about uh, the hazards of electromagnetic field, and I afterwards I tried to call back in again. because, uh, you know, maybe a lot of folks don't give much credibility to that. But uh, you're the man the to American recap for Journal our The Journal of Industrial Medicine, August issue this year had a pretty big article in there. About uh, EMF causing cancer.
0: You are a man who See, walks for... Written
10: about a public school in California where a bunch of teachers and students were getting sick.
0: You are suggesting to our listeners before, sir, just to give my listeners a recap, uh, Joseph, you called to say that you were working as a prison guard in a tower where there were power lines uh, passing very close by to you, and you believe that those working conditions contributed, uh, the power lines and the electromagnetic fields coming off of them contributed to you getting all kinds of uh, sickness. Is that correct?
10: Oh, uh, can you hear me? You're cutting out pretty bad.
0: Yep, we got you just fine. Are
10: okay, you okay? Well, like I said, you're cutting out while you're right. talking. I heard you.
0: Well, we're not going to have time to to iron all those technical difficulties out. What were you calling about tonight? Go ahead with your thoughts.
10: Well, anyhow, uh, yes, you're right about that. I did call in about that working next to power lines. But what I uh, think I should have mentioned, like I said in the American Journal of Industrial Medicine, August issue this year. Uh, had an article in there about how hazardous EMF is to your health. And I won't say it was a 1985 Harris County School District sued Houston Lighting and Power for putting the uh, power lines too close to the school. And one of the arguments in that case was that HLMP was showing a blatant disregard for the health, safety, and welfare of over 3,000 infants and H, uh, Harris County School District won over $100,000 in that suit, and they was awarded, I think, about $25 million in punitive damages, which P. got out of punitive damages from what I led, allegedly, due to some technicality.
0: Okay, so thank you for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you, 800-259-9231. So uh, still attempting to uh, bolster his case that uh, power lines cause cancer or something. <laughs>
1: Well, there was a. In the early days of Prevention Magazine, there were articles in there and studies actually showing that the farmers that uh, let their cows graze under high tension wires had a much higher incidence of of cancer and abnormal births and everything. And it, it was kind of forgotten, but put it this way even if you don't believe in it, I wouldn't. I do think there might be some credence to it, but even if I didn't, I wouldn't buy a house next to high tension wires because there are those who do believe in it, and it would it would devalue my house because if I wanted to sell it, there would be a percentage of the population that would be ineligible or wouldn't wouldn't be interested in my house. I guess the question is, uh, how
0: close does it have to be to be dangerous? I mean, there are wires going right out in front of my uh, window here. Those are so. high
1: tension wires, though. Those see the high tension wires leak. They they do emit uh, electromagnetic frequencies, and they say two city blocks is, is or more is a safe distance. I,
2: I believe that also um, you can't essentially run uh, if you were to build a house there that it, like you the, elect- the electronics equipment in your house won't work. You know, simply mm. simply because of the the fields that these things create. I I don't know. I mean, I, I think that it's an entirely different story when you're talking about high ten, um, uh, you know, high power these high tension, high power lines that are up there and radio towers. I think that's something entirely different. Right. Personally,
1: y- your body is a series of of, of um, electromagnetic fields, very small and subtle ones. But your brain, your spine, everything, anything that's going to disturb that could be a problem. I don't know. All I know is the evidence I've seen says that there could be a problem, so I'm going to avoid it. Yeah, I didn't
0: realize that we were talking about high tension versus
1: power lines. I thought that power
0: lines were just power lines. I didn't know there was a difference between them.
1: Now, supposedly they have new technology where the lines don't leak as much. They don't uh, lose as much electromagnetic frequency, and they can actually not lose as much power from the power plant to the home as the present technology, but it's very expensive to upgrade those. But they're saying they can gain about 30% now with the new technology. So that would be like producing thirty percent more power, almost. One eight hundred two five
0: nine ninety two thirty one. That's the Sequal CAI toll free line. Let's talk to Kathleen in Connecticut. You can call about anything. Hello, Kathleen.
14: Hi there. How are you? Just super. Hi.
0: What's on your mind tonight?
14: Well, I think that we have a major problem nationally with Child Protective Services. I think that everybody should get involved in this because it does affect everybody. We deserve to know where our taxpayer money is going, and our Social Security is getting drained by this agency. They're taking children for federal funding. They've got major money laundering going on through these nonprofit organizations. I've been investigating them for a year now. My daughter was taken because of a paperclip cut that she did to herself at school.
6: They traumatized
14: her. They put her in six different foster homes, negative therapy, and then they shipped her out of state in the middle of the night after she started cutting all over herself. They're the most disgusting agency, and I really want your listeners to know this is going on in California, but I do think it's a problem nationally.
0: Oh, it's absolutely going on everywhere. Uh, People are having their children ripped from their arms, having them stolen from them, as you discovered uh, personally, and I'm sorry to hear that happen to you. Where is your daughter today?
14: Right now, she's in Iowa with her father. We had I've raised my daughter on my own since she was six months old. We had two custody battles. He lost both times, so he chose to use CPS to get custody. And I guess there's a big father's rights movement going. I believe that CPS should just back out. When there's a custody case, it should be fair and square in a family court. They should not be getting involved in custody cases. And a lot of times, there's a back child support issue, and then the men are calling CPS, and so it's a win-win situation. They get out of paying child support and then CPS gets federal block grants, but it's fraud. You know, and and most of the children are placing in foster care. They've got, they're doing medi fraud, the therapist double billing. I know Santa Clara County, $400 million worth of fraud. They were billing for children that didn't even exist. Uh, it, 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 the question is, is why is nobody auditing this agency? The, uh, the, the judicial level is completely corrupt. Now the legislative level is corrupt. I think we should take a look at all of our U.S. senators and find out who is involved in children charities and see if they've got nonprofit funds, because I do believe that that could be what's financing some political campaigns.
2: Now Kathleen, I wouldn't I wouldn't disagree with uh, the vast majority of things you've said here. I um I I I think that family courts can be somewhat skewed towards the women, and and I can see why some guys would would uh, would run to the government to solve the problems. Now, every time you run to the government to solve a problem, generally you're going to be disappointed, and that's it, this is a, a dis, one of those many disappointing outcomes. But uh, you know it's it's a shame that they use these kids for you know funding purposes, and then they don't want to let them go.
14: Well, but I think that, you know, a custody case should be a custody case, a CPS case. The law is very clear. The whip guidelines. The child has to be in imminent danger from serious bodily harm. You know, it's very specific on what guidelines they have to, to remove a child. Certainly if a child has, you know, cut themselves with a paperclip at school because they're distraught over a little boy. And in my case, my daughter was upset because the social worker kept going there and pulling her out of the classroom and asking her questions. And, uh, you know, my daughter just became distraught and cut herself, yeah. and I am the one that reported the, the little cut on the top of her arm. I called the therapist with concerns when I saw a stab, and then they used that to do an immediate removal, claiming that I failed to protect my daughter at. So I would tell everybody, homeschool, because it's not even safe to send your kids to school anymore.
0: Absolutely. Homeschooling is a great idea. Get, their, get your kids out of the clutches of the government school. Uh, that's a great suggestion. As far as other suggestions as to what can be done about this CPS bureaucracy, I don't know. It's just another government bureaucracy. They're all pretty much insulated from any sort of uh, consequences. And they just their, uh, their control, their level of influence, their, their, their funding just continues to go up year after year. It's a very frustrating situation. I mean, what is it that you are suggesting that parents do besides pull their kids out of government school? Do you have any other ideas?
14: Oh, I think that everybody needs to get involved. But the problem is, is the parents are all just talking to each other. Until more and more parents are losing their children, only then is, is the rest of the nation going to become involved in this. This does affect everybody. This is where our money is going. How, how is it that they're able to put money through nonprofit organizations and not pay taxes and be doing money laundering? That is, you know, there needs to be a separation of state. That is the reason we have the, the state legislation. They will not pass bills to to open it
0: up, to give us disclosures. Yeah, you're probably not going to get any solutions out of the state government people. I mean, you can go and, and beg for it and demand it, and they'll just probably tell you to go to hell. But I wish you the best of luck. Let us know how yeah. it goes for you. Thank you for the I call. I hope you get your daughter back. 800-259-9231 is the SACL-CAI toll-free line. More coming up. This is Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live, it is your show, and you can bring up anything toll-free, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's Ian here with you. And Wayne. And Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features on the site are completely free, so enjoy those on us. Uh, Those features include, by the way, updates. You get signed up. We keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. Head on over to updates.freetalklive.com
2: and get on the list. That's updates.freetalklive.com. adamandeve.com has a special offer for you. Go to adamandeve.com slash talk and get 50% off of one item when you type T-A-L-K for the offer code at coupon checkout. Plus, with your order of $17 or more, they'll throw in a free gift get 50% off with offer code talk or you can use ftl it doesn't matter at AdamEve.com. You had said it was adam
0: and eve. I checked it and that redirects you correctly to, to adam a, yeah, it's both. adam eve. So adam-eve.com the code is talk talk to get 50% off. Yes.
2: It's pretty good. Now it's not on every single item but it's on uh, a number of them as I It's understand. it's off one item when you type talk. Sweet. So it's everything any you know, any one thing you want. Wow, that's pretty cool. It's a yeah. big uh, it's a big sale on uh, rubber ding dongs. <laughs> <laughs> Rabbit vibrators. <laughs>
1: all
0: right, so eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. You know, I want to continue? You know, they they, they the have lots here.
2: more stuff. I shouldn't just say you know that, that kind adult of adult stuff. They yeah. do. They have movies. They have uh, they they have lingerie. They have all it's kinds. It's like of a superstore. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so uh,
0: so I want to get back to what Kathleen was talking about there with the the CPS situation, and she's right. It's not just California. It's not just uh, your state. It's everywhere. These government bureaucrats are coming into people's homes, taking people's children, and you pretty much just have to beg and submit yourself and spend lots of money with lawyers and things like that in order to get your kids back. It's a, it's an arduous process, and it's destroying families around the country, and it's absolutely despicable what these government people are doing. But yet they get away with it, and there's no virtually no consequences for the CPS people for doing the things that they do. So – The question, of course, becomes, well, what can one do about something like this? What, realistically, can parents who are concerned about having some CPS agent show up at 7 o'clock at night, banging on their door with a state trooper standing next to them, demanding your children be handed over? Not much. Well, I liked her suggestion of getting your kids out of the government school. That takes them out of an area in which that they are under the watchful eye of government agents at all times of the day. So, I mean, for eight or nine hours a day, they're under the watchful eye of the state. Taking them out of that is going to immediately reduce your chances of having the state come down upon your family. However, I think one of the things that you're going to encounter when you're talking to people about this and she i think she sort of alluded to uh the parents and their attitudes about this is the uh, the attitude of oh well, well it can't happen in my family because well we treat our kids right and so, therefore, CPS won't have anything to do with us. So why should? I mean, yeah, there, yeah, there may be the occasional uh, instance of abuse. And I'm sorry to hear about what happened to you, Kathleen. But our kids are treated well. They don't cut themselves. So therefore, we're fine. We don't have to really worry about this. This is probably a common attitude, I would imagine.
2: Well, <laughs> there was there was a story that uh, relatively recently that we read in its last couple of months. Um, it's since Jack was born. I know that much, and he's nine months old. Um, mm-hmm. You know, going on ten now. Uh, um, where a couple had their baby taken away from him, and they they cited the fact that he lost weight after the birth. All babies lose weight after birth. Mm. Um, and they gave essentially gave them to a couple that was connected. They took somebody's baby away and gave them to a couple. A politically connected couple. A politically connected couple. Yeah. I, I mean, you can't tell me that your baby didn't lose weight when it was born. This can happen to Anyone. These organizations need to find people that are abusing their kids. When they can't find people that are abusing their kids, they go out and they find you. They make crap up. I think the only real solution to this problem,
0: beyond the the typical uh, touted solutions of, well, we need to reorganize, we need to get uh, organizations put together, we need to go to Washington, or we need to go to the state capitol and uh, beg and beg and beg, or run our own candidates and try to take over the, uh, the state capitals, we can put our own legislation through. I, that hasn't really done anything to stop CPS so far. It seems like CPS is just getting worse, so maybe there's just not enough motion in that direction, I don't know, but it doesn't seem to me that the political system has any answers. I don't think it has any answers. And you can better believe that if you try to abolish CPS through the political system, you're going to come up against the union of CPS members whose jobs are dependent upon the existence of CPS in its current form, and they do not want you to change it, and they will fight tooth and nail to avoid having their bureaucracy eliminated or downsized. Whereas the parents that are going to be fighting the the fight to eliminate CPS or to change it or to open the books or whatever it is that they want from CPS, those parents, have full-time jobs, and those parents have things that they need to do, and they have to put food on the table, and they have responsibilities. So they don't have the kind of time that it takes to, to do like a full-time political battle against the CPS people, the union people, who, it's their jobs that are on the line. They're going to invest whatever time and money they need to, to make sure that they can keep doing, uh, keep collecting those sweet government paychecks. So already the, the political deck is completely stacked against those who would like to see change through the political system. And so I would like to suggest that those people who are concerned about CPS and those parents who are concerned about homeschooling and the regulations that are being applied to homeschoolers that are, uh, again, ever on the increase, the amount of government control over children, the the amount of government control over parents and what they can and can't do, if you're concerned with these things and you also love liberty, I would suggest that you get together – Preferably join the Free State Project, come here to New Hampshire, and get active for liberty here with like-minded people. But even if you're going to do, if even if you can't do that, and you you have to stay where you are for whatever reason, try to get together some level of non-cooperation where you are. Try to get together well, some group of parents that instead of begging the legislature, will basically say, look, we're just not going to pay you for this CPS thing anymore. We're not paying state income taxes anymore until this uh you know until this situation turns around now that could result in people going to jail but hey you're gonna have your kids stolen from you eventually, possibly. So what's the matter then? Let's put it on the line. Take a little risk here, because if you don't take some risk, then
2: nothing's gonna change. I can't say the political system will ever be successful at abolishing CPS. I'm not sure, um, you know, about the system there. I'm not sure if the, you know, the state would come after your kids because you weren't paying taxes. I don't know, but I can tell you that uh, two easy steps that you can take that will help solve this problem are: a) take your kids out of public school That's when and you can do, uh, yeah. homeschool them or private school them. Uh, private School not as good as homeschooling, but certainly better. B, um, you know when the cops and the CPS people come to the door, don't answer it. There you go. That's another. Mm-hmm. Simply another don't open one. the door. Well, they you show have, you answering the door. You have no obliga- obligation to open the door for these people unless they have a warrant.
0: Just because you don't even have to open it if they have a warrant, they'll come in anyway. Uh, so. The video footage that you always see on the news or on cops or on whatever television show it is that's promoting this footage always shows people opening the door for the police, whether it's in a a movie, Hollywood movie, or whatever. So we're constantly bombarded with this imagery of obedience and opening the door for the police. But you're absolutely right, Mark, and this is a tip from Barry Cooper over at NeverGetBusted.com Never open the door for the police. In fact, there's not even any obligation to speak to them. If they come up to your front door and they're knocking on your front door and it's 7 o'clock at night or whatever time of day it is and you can identify them as government people or if you can't identify them as your friend don't open the door for them they're a stranger and you should treat them as such leave them out there especially, and if they're a government stranger then they're dangerous to your freedom and to your children keep the door closed if they have paperwork for you they'll leave it there If they want to. They may actually have to touch you with it or something like that, so they might not be able to successfully complete their little mission if you don't answer or open the door. Don't talk to them. They're parasites. They're dangerous individuals. But beyond all that, Mark, I believe that we need real non-cooperation. I think homeschooling parents and parents that are concerned about this should get together in the same geographic location and tell the government to flip off. With your help, we can spread the message of liberty around the world. Consider becoming a Free Talk Live amplifier for just $3 a month now at amp.freetalklive.com. If you can't afford it, keep enjoying us for free. If you can spare the three, visit amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. The toll-free number for you to bring up what you want is 800-259-9231. That's the Sakel CAI toll-free line. Are you breathing heavy into the microphone, Wayne? <laughs> <laughs> Must you? No, I'm not. Well, then it was you, Mark. <laughs> all right, it's Wayne. eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 You bring up what you want, and you can join us online at freetalklive.com. Live streams are there. Broadband version, dial-up version, webcam, all totally free for you at listen.freetalklive.com. That's listen.freetalklive.com. Wayne, you were talking earlier about John Taylor Gatto, and he is, I believe, the former teacher of the year for New York State, and yes. so somebody who was who has been deep inside the belly of the beast, a man who knows the inside of the government educational system uh, too, too well, and he can talk about it, and he will be talking about it at the upcoming 2009 Liberty Forum this March, March 5th through the 8th in Nashua, New Hampshire. You want to get registered for this while you can, while the early bird pricing is still available at freestateproject.org slash libertyforum, not only will you get to see John Taylor Gatto speak and, of course, meet him, you'll also get to meet all kinds of other liberty-oriented luminaries like Anthony Gregory from LouRockwell.com, Will Buchanan from The Walk for Liberty, Mark Stevens from Adventures in Legal Land, Mary Ruart, you might have heard of her, Glenn Jacobs, uh, you might know him as WWE's Kane, and Richard Heller going to be there from the Heller versus DC gun case so, a huge lineup of people already, and there are more names I didn't get a chance to mention, plus more to be announced. Yeah, they're working on a few. I'm, a- try, I'm trying to get the lingerie models from AdamEve.com. Are you... to...
6: <laughs>
0: That would be nice. Uh, but at the Liberty Forum, you'll be able to not only meet those liberty-oriented luminaries, but you'll also meet hundreds of people who, like you, get liberty. You don't have to start at the beginning with these folks. They understand the non-aggression principle. They understand allowing their neighbors to be free. They get it. And they're... They're all in the same place and they're hanging out. and They're networking, and they're, you're attending panel discussions and going to luncheons and dinners and after hours parties, and it's a great time. Free Talk Live will be broadcasting live from the entire event, and you can get a discount if you use our code to get registered. Our code two thousand nine FTL. That's two zero zero nine FTL. The place to go: FreeStateProject.org slash Liberty Forum, and we will see you at the two thousand nine New Hampshire Liberty Forum. And I, it goes. Uh, since we're talking about the Free State Project, I'd like to reiterate my suggestion. Uh, To those parents who are sick and tired of the abuse that your family is suffering at the hands of the government. If you haven't had your children stolen from you yet by CPS, you should just consider yourself lucky. I mean, it's just, it's roll of the dice as to whether or not you're going to end up with some busybody neighbor that doesn't like the the you know the, the color of the flowers in your front lawn, so they've decided to report you uh, to the CPS organization in your state, and then they come and steal your kids from you. It's it's just a crapshoot as to whether or not it happens to you or not. Or maybe you're homeschooling family and you're getting sick and tired of all the regulations and the controls that are being placed upon you and you don't know what to do about it. The homeschooling alliance in your state hasn't been able to stop the new regulations. You're not sure what to do. Well, get together with other people who are willing to actually take action instead of just call their representatives and beg. The people here in New Hampshire are willing to do more than just the same old politics. And there's still politics going on. If that's what floats your boat and that's what you want to do, you can run for office in New Hampshire and you can probably actually win. Yeah. Whereas in California, California, good luck winning a uh, a state representative seat in California. In New Hampshire, it's
1: like you got a, you've got three thousand voters or something like that per seat or something. Yeah, there are there are four hundred state reps here, so you can throw a rock and hit your state rep's house. And the nice right. thing about all that is, is that no st- no small group of state reps become self important. There's so many of them, they only get paid a hundred dollars a year. And and they do represent uh, the, the public here better than in most states.
2: Right. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a taxi driver in town um, in Keene that's a, a state rep. I mean, you know, the, the fact is just about anybody can do it. That's true. So
0: if you're looking for solutions to these problems, whether it's in regards to your children or taxes or uh, the police state or whatever the issue is, the government encroachment upon freedom. I believe the Free State Project is the best solution, and secondarily, the best solution is to concentrate activism. So if you have a real stick-up-your-butt-about-New Hampshire, look into the Free State Wyoming, look, or if you're in Europe, look into Free State Europe. Getting liberty-minded people together in the same place is, I believe, what's going to solve this government problem that we have. At the very least, it'll uh, allow you to be around some really great people. So, But we're seeing progress. We're seeing uh, some amazing growth. Amazing networking is going on here in New Hampshire. The activists continue to come in. New people moving in every single week. And how many people can claim that they have new liberty-minded reinforcements entering their area on a weekly basis? How many people around the country can make that claim? No, no, not nobody. too many. Zippo. Uh, unless you're here in New Hampshire. 800-259-9231. Since we're talking kids... I want to get back to this new law that's coming out, or actually I guess it's in effect, or excuse me, it's new regulations because there's some difference. Uh, Regulations, I guess they don't actually have to write those. The legislature doesn't write those. They're just written by the bureaucrats that run the programs. I think that's how it works. Anyway, these new regulations are going to be mandating testing for all toys marketed to children under the age of 12. And we talked about this, uh, I believe it was last week on the program, how absolutely outrageous this is and how these regulations are going to put small toy manufacturers out of business. That's the end of the story. If you are a, uh, an occasional toy manufacturer, if it's your hobby to manufacture toys for kids, take them down to the consignment shop and sell them there, if what you like to do is whittle wood into different toys and then sell them on the marketplace at a flea market or a consignment shop, you're going out of business because now with this new piece of regulation or these new regulations that take effect February 10th, you will have to test every single model of toy that you create to the tune of thousands of dollars for lead testing and what
1: they call thalmates. What about yeah. splinters? They've been known to cause serious injuries <laughs> from well, wood toys. Well, they're not outright <laughs> banning wood toys.
2: If you're testing if you're testing your wood toys for thalmates, um, you're wasting your money because it's for plastics.
0: And uh, lead is only intended for painted toys. But again, all toys that are intended for children under the age of 13 or 12 12 or under will be forced to go through this testing process, which means that You're not going to be able to do your business anymore unless you all of a sudden change your toy block set to
1: for children over the age of 13 or only for 13 and older. You can't use lead paint or lead varnish on your wood toys if you manufacture those. But, you know, if I were a toy manufacturer, I would find an independent testing organization like Underwriters Laboratories to test all my toys before I put them on the market. And then they'd have their little stamp on there, and, and, and,
0: and if there was a problem... But that, that may not be good enough here, Wayne. I mean, I don't know what organizations are or government approved to do these oh, tests. Oh,
1: that's right. They have to be
0: approved. I, I'm not sure which ones are approved, but either way, uh, if you're just an occasional toy manufacturer or a small mom-and-pop... You're just making fun toys for kids. You've never had to get a stamp of approval or some
1: third-party certification. Who ever thought to go get certified to sell a block set to some kids? There's going to be a lot of former members of the Bush administration looking for jobs
0: i 'm glad you 're taking this lightly, Wayne, because this is pretty serious, especially for the toy manufacturers who are going to be put out of business here. But this actually is this story and this update is not about toy manufacturers. This law, oh boy, does it affect a lot more than just toys, according to the l a times who 's actually been pretty Johnny on the spot reporting on this. Barring a reprieve, regulations set to take effect next month could force thousands of clothing retailers and thrift stores to throw away trunkloads of children's clothing. Oh, boy. The law aimed at keeping lead-filled merchandise away from children mandates that all products sold for those age 12 or younger. So it's not just toys like we thought last week. We thought that was the case. It's not just toys. It's every single product. New and mm. use sold for age twelve and younger, including clothing, clothing be tested for lead and phthalates, which are chemicals used to make plastics more pliable. Those that haven't been tested will be considered hazardous, regardless of whether they actually contain lead. The executive director of the National Association of Resale and Thrift Shops says they'll all have to go to the landfill. The new regulations take effect February 10th under the Consumer Product Safety Improvement Act, which was passed by Congress last year in response to widespread recalls of products that pose a threat to children, including toys made with lead or lead-based paint. Supporters say the measure is sorely needed. One health advocacy group says it found high levels of lead in dozens of products purchased around the country, including children's jewelry, backpacks, and ponchos. Lead can also be found in buttons or charms on clothing and on appliques that have been added to fabric, said Charles Margulis, communications director for the Environmental uh, Health Center in Oakland. A child in Minnesota died a few years ago after swallowing a lead charm on his sneaker, he said. But others say the measure was wit- uh, written too broadly. Among the most vocal critics to emerge in recent weeks are U.S.-based makers of handcrafted toys and handmade clothes, as well as thrift and consignment shops that sell children's clothing. Goodwill is going to have to throw out all of their kids' clothes now, after this market, market
1: will goes into start. Effect. You're going to have people coming out from alleys wanting to sell you the toys.
0: Talk Live. Only moments remain. You can take control of the airwaves and bring up anything. Toll-free number 800-259-9231. That would be the Sekel's CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. All the features are totally free. So, enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Freetalk Live, shop with us at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enter Amazon through that link, and Freetalk Live will get a percentage of your purchase. So, uh, head on over, shop at amazon.freetalklive.com. Enjoy over 41 categories, free super saver shipping on a whole bunch of items, and feel good because you're getting the brands you trust at great prices. And Freetalk Live is benefiting when you enter through amazon.freetalklive.com. So, continuing the story here from the Los Angeles Times about another aspect of the Consumer Product Safety Improvement Act, uh, which was passed last year by Congress. Uh, Regulations take effect February 10th. Actually, there are a few different points at which there are different uh, portions of regulations that take place or that, that uh, that will take effect at different parts of the year, but many of them are starting on February 10th, where all products... Marketed for children under the age of 12 will now have to be tested for lead and phthalates. Doesn't matter if you're a little company that's just manufacturing toys in your off time. Doesn't matter if uh, if it's your hobby. It doesn't matter if you're marketing products. To children under the age of 12, you will have to have your product sent to some sort of testing center at a tremendous cost that is going to put businesses out of uh, – toy small, small toy manufacturers will be put out of business. But now we're finding out that it's actually every product, not just toys, it's actually clothing and anything, jewelry, backpacks, ponchos, anything marketed to children is going to be mandated that this testing happens. And so what's going on here is that, well, naturally, the business owners who are going to be affected by this, including thrift stores, apparently they're going to go after secondhand product retailers now, which is really disturbing. I, and then, of course, it's probably going to end up meaning that uh, they're going to do sting operations. They're going to go in and they're going to look, look at a thrift store and they're going to see, oh, this is a toy for a child. Let's see if it has uh certificate. Nope, it was manufactured in 1985. I'm afraid you're not allowed to sell this. Wow. Are they going to Are they going to ban to, uh, old toys from being sold in this, thrift stores? I mean, if they're going to prevent clothing from being sold, what about toys?
1: Well, this means they're going to hire more bureaucrats to enforce this. You're going to have people on thrift store patrol. Apparently, uh, apparently they
0: are, uh, or that's certainly a real possibility here. Among the most vocal critics are the, make, uh, the U.S.-based makers of handcrafted toys. Shauna Sloan, founder of Salt Lake City-based franchise Kid2Kid, which sells used children's clothing in 75 stores across the country, had planned, a sto- uh, had planned to open a store in Santa Clara, California this year. She says, we'll have to lock our doors and file for bankruptcy because they sell used clothing.
10: The That's children. their business
0: model. How can you sell used clothing if the regulations say that every piece
2: of clothing has to be tested for lead? Right. You can't sell any clothes for anybody under the age of 12.
0: Well, I suppose you can start to sell used clothing after the new tested clothes start to pass into the used clothes market. Yeah, but but when's that going to be? And I guess every, uh, it's going clothing. to be at least at least a year until you start getting some. Right, and how will you identify it? I mean, how will you identify when the clothing was made? They're going to have to start tagging clothes with manufacturing dates and certifi-
1: certification seals? What are, <laughs> this is just mind-boggling. Well, these little kids have to be protected because they're, they're going to pay the national debt for us. <laughs>
0: Apparently they are. Of course, you know that the reality, Wayne, is that nobody's going to pay the national debt because it's just going to keep increasing. It's impossible to pay that off. But there is a possibility of a partial reprieve. The Consumer Product Safety Commission, which is responsible for enforcing the law, on Monday said it will consider exempting clothing and toys made of natural materials such as wool or wood. Or hemp. The commission does not have the authority to change the law, but they can decide on how to interpret it. So they'll allow certain clothing to be exempted, but not other clothing. So only natural clothing. So if it's some sort of new man-made fabric that's softer and smoother and more resistant to spills and things like that, I guess they'll have to get that tested, which means that if you're Salvation Army and you're taking clothing from, a do, uh, from you know, people are coming in to donate clothing to you, you're the Salvation Army, you're going to have to go through all the tags on all the clothes to make sure that it's 100% cotton or 100% wool and doesn't have any of that man-made nylon stuff in it. You're going to have to have a big dumpster out back. So this is pretty crazy news here. Uh, according to the details here, the commission... Uh, exempting natural natural materials doesn't go far enough, says the president of the American Apparel and Footwear Association. Clothes made of cotton, but with dyes or non-cotton yarn, for example, might still have to be tested, as would clothes that are polyester cotton cotton blends, he said. The law introduces an extraordinarily large number of testing requirements for products for which everyone knows there's no lead, he said. Clothing and uh, thrift trade groups say the law is flawed because it went through Congress too quickly. Well, let me tell you, if it took us a long time, it's still vast, but it also
2: doesn't matter how quickly it goes.
0: By deeming that any product not tested for lead content by February 10th to be considered hazardous waste, they contend stores will have to tell customers that clothing they were allowed to sell on February 9th became banned overnight. These groups said the law should be changed so it applies to products made after February 10th, not sold after that date. So they're saying here is, please let us be grandfathered in. Only mandate that new products have this testing. And isn't this pathetic? This begging, this begging is never going to get anybody's liberty back. Just saying, oh God, please don't regulate us too much. Okay, we'll take some regulations. You can regulate all the new products, but please just let us sell our old products here. Please just let us do our business.
2: Isn't it sad? Isn't it sad listening to this stuff? It's so pathetic. For best performance on the air. Well, you know, I, I mean, w- whenever I think of taxes, I, I sort of think of the uh, the king's men coming to the village and you know holding the pre- uh, the, uh, the the peasants at spear point, mm-hmm. um, you know, demanding a chicken or you know whatever it is that they have. And, you know, when the king's men are standing there with their spears pointed at you, they're going to run you through if you don't give them the chicken. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So I that that's kind of how it is people in are a scared. theoretical sense for people. Now granted the king's men don't generally come and hold the the spears on you but in this case you can believe if you're not in compliance with this that within a year the king's men will be there and there's they'll have chance. their spears. There's a good chance.
0: You're absolutely right. But if the compliance is going to put you out of business then there's no reason not to disobey. The more more detail here uh, the, so according to the consumer product safety commission's bureaucrats they say well that would take action by congress changing it from a uh, retroactive ap- application to only from february 10th forward what products were uh, right. were created
2: then the little bureaucrats there the little the little bean counters they don't really care if it puts we're just everybody in our job. it doesn't care if they don't care if it puts everybody out of business they're just doing their jobs that's right the general
0: counsel has already determined the law applies retroactively said the commission spokesman Scott Wolfson. The regulations also apply to new clothing. You don't want kids to have clothes with lead in them, do you? Well, that won't be a problem for large manufacturers and retailers, say industry experts, but it'll be a headache for small operators like Molly Orr, the owner of Molly O Designs in Las Vegas. Orr has already produced her spring line of children's clothes. She says she can't afford the $50,000 it would cost to have a lab, private uh, a private lab testing her clothing line. So she's trying to sell her inventory at a steep discount before February 10th. This woman is having a fire sale on her inventory, and she's going to have to probably close her business down.
2: It sounds like she is closing her business That's down. what it says. After I mean, that, she's preparing to close
0: her business. I mean, what else is she going to do? He's she. Here's what she has to say. We have a son with autism, so we're all about cleaning up the toxins that our children are exposed to. But I think the law needs to be looked at more closely to see how it's affecting the economy in general. Thrift store owners say the law stings because children's garments often come in new or nearly new. Because children typically outgrow clothing quickly.
2: Absolutely true. Uh, we, I, I mean, we got so many baby clothes for Jack along the way that their hand-me-downs, they'd... You know they they never have a chance to go through these clothes they grow so quickly.
0: She says we really provide a service to the community to help people get clothes for their children they otherwise couldn't afford. Absolutely
2: true. Kids' Fam- clothes are expensive, and getting them used is a significantly uh, you know cheaper operation. She says families have been bringing more clothes to consignment stores where they get a chunk of the proceeds to
0: earn a little cash this winter. She plans to contact her representatives and senators to ask them to amend the law, but says there's not enough awareness about the repercussions of the law to force anything to change. Many retailers and thrift stores appear to be unaware the law is changing. Huh, imagine that. You mean the average business owner doesn't just sit around spending his time reading the Federal Register to see what new laws they've created? Uh, So you know these people are going to get a real unwelcome, uh, or a a rather, uh, unexpected visit, and then they're all of a sudden going to discover the law exists when some government agent comes in and threatens them over it. That's how they're going to find out. Uh, Of half a dozen Southern California children's thrift stores contacted by the LA Times, only one of them had heard of the law. Organizations such as Goodwill say they're still investigating how the law will affect them because there's so much confusion about what will be banned. The uh, woman of the woman's uh, the woman who owns two consignment stores and a thrift shop in Virginia recently stopped accepting children's products for resale. This raised the ire of a man who was trying to sell his son's castoffs there and hadn't heard of the new rules. She said. I think it's not understood by people how sweeping and far-reaching this is. The ripples that are going to go forth from this are just astonishing. And we're just barely scratching the surface here. We didn't know what it was last week. Now we know that there's more applied here. Every single product is going to have to be tested. This is insanity. We'll see you tomorrow night online in the meantime at freetalklive.com.